is what I have instead of coffee. Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Zach. And we're going to talk about the Summer Game Fest 2021 kickoff event where they revealed a ton of games and trailers and announced a bunch of stuff that you're not going to see for a really obnoxiously long time. And a good way to start this off before we talk about any of the games is what I was telling you earlier. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I thought Summer Games Fest was something entirely different. And then yeah. you realize it was just kind of like E3, but not. And I don't I'm know like, that okay, they've always branded it this way. I think typically it's just been like people release trailers like on their own because they didn't want to do it at E3. And I think they kind of like turned it into an event. Like, I think this is new. I I guess. It was just so confusing. Like, throw E3 somewhere in there. Like, I, I didn't really know if it was just a developer thing. And then I started seeing trailers for stuff that I was kind of expecting from, like, E3. So I, mean, I started looking it up, and people were like, well, it is kind of E3. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, can we just, like, go so- the other direction, though, and just, like, not do E3 and just do this? What's the difference? Just call it something. Just call it the same one thing. I don't care which one you call it. Well, they want you to pay for all of their coverage for E3 and stuff. Like, how about you just have, like, a Twitch stream or YouTube video? Like, I'm not going mean, to pay you the, to be that's advertised all I'm gonna to. That's all I'm going to watch anyway. It's just the trailers and shit. Like, yeah, right. yeah I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I, I never uh, pay attention to the E3 actual coverage. I just watch the trailers as they come out. Well, sometimes you actually get people up there talking about the game. And then... You've but I don't got, want to see that I think, either. I think it, no, I like that. Like, it, I think there's like three things, right? You've got the one where they actually come up and talk about the game. Cool. If you show me something that has nothing in it, I don't know. Let's call it most trailers from Bethesda. Um, I want you to talk to me a little bit about the game and let me know what the fuck I'm, what I'm in for. See none of the Bethesda showcases ever. See, I just want um, gameplay footage. Like, I don't want any of the fancy trailers. And, like, they're fun and all. But, like, I fucking hate when they're like, and here's a gameplay trailer that was shot in-engine. And the game will never look like this anyway. Sure, but like, if you're at least going to do that, because you're just like, hey, we started working on this project. It's going to be a few years. Like, cool. Give me a synopsis. What the fuck is this game about? Should I care? Um, and then you've got the other two parts, which I hate. The one where they just come out and, like, flate themselves on stage for a half an hour, which I could do without. Um, or the ones where you get people that come up to just generate PR and get really excited um, and then play a game terribly live, which that also so should stop being a thing forever. My personal favorite failure of this Summer Games thing was actually Overwatch, where they showed up and they just said... Overwatch 2 is going to five player versus five player, and we've got two new skins to show you. And they showed us a Baptiste and Sombra skin that looked like a recolor. And I uh, just hold didn't up, care. No, we we're 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 gonna get to that because I've got words about that. <laughs> so uh, I was so, so angry about that. So the first one on the list we have here is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Which, I don't know, like, again, they didn't show us any gameplay, but they basically said if you like Borderlands, you'll like this, because it's kind of like it, but you can use magic, and there's, like, you know, skills and stuff. Um, so I don't know, I'll be it, honest, it could be fun, because I, I like Borderlands. I don't know that I give a shit, 
Like I'll probably play it because I I'll also like Borderlands. I, I own every Borderlands thing and every DLC. So it's not like I'm not gonna play this game. Um but I don't know that I'm all that stoked for it either. I think that's kind of the problem I've been running into with a lot of the Borderlands games where I'm just like, yeah. They they have generally a direction that I don't really care for, honestly. I feel like they need to innovate, and the way that they've tried to do that are ways that I just c- could care less about. Yeah, which, again, they're they're making some pretty big changes here. Like, giving you, like, abilities and having magic skills instead of just, like, all guns um, is kind of neat. Like, I, I'm hopeful that it's something cool, but, like, I'm not going to pre-order anything. Like, I'm going to wait and see how that game is before I even really pretend to care. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I mean, I always love their... Like, the biggest reason I play their games at this point is because I like the shooty-shoot, and I like the dialogue. And it looks like there's going to be the shooty-shoot and great dialogue. So fantastic for that. But I would like to see uh, some real innovation in, like, level design or something. Yeah. Show me something I haven't played in the last all the games. Or at Um, least make it, like, interesting and not super linear. Yeah, just give me something. Give me something I haven't really seen. And just saying, like, oh, we added magic. Yeah, okay, cool. You added, like, a ranged special ability. It's like a gun, but the gun is your glove. Great. No, it's going to be, like, power-ups and shit like that for sure. Yeah, no, I need something substantially different. So we'll see what happens when more comes out with that. I mean, they've had Uh, good ideas in the past. They could do some cool stuff. Yeah, they, they're one of the few companies that I have faith in to do something. Um, none of their games have ever been particularly bad. Like, yeah. even their worst game was okay. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't hate yeah. any of the Borderlands games, but uh, they definitely The pre-sequel become, I could do without. I don't hate any of them, but they've they've had some that I, I didn't really think they needed to make. Yeah. Like, it was just like, for sure. eh. But also, the pre-sequel wasn't even made by the actual Borderlands team. Um, well, neither was Tales from the Borderlands, and that was probably but that's my favorite also so far. A totally different game, too. Like it is, but it's like, still I understand fucking... a different gameplay loop having a different team. But like, they're they're a whole different genre. But then, like, they had a different studio make like a canon numbered game, essentially. I guess it's not numbered, but it's a canon main series game. And it wasn't, it was by far the worst of the regular playing Borderlands games, in my opinion. And it's just like, yeah, maybe just take a little more time in between games. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there was a big jump between two and three. Um, And I didn't really feel like three was, three was good. I don't feel like it was that much better than two. I played more of two than three. I could not get into three at all. I've tried like six times and I am done with that game. By the time you get to like the, I forget where it is, but the quest where you have to go to the coffee shop for the lady or the, the first big boss. Unfortunately, the game doesn't even start to get interesting for like another hour or two after that. And that's already like five to eight hours in. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I I can't like get, past the first 10 hours because i'm just like i just fucking don't want to they put so much fluff in the games now and that's the big problem is like 
Borderlands 3 has like a couple of hours of interesting content and then like 40 hours of fluff and I just don't need and it's always been that way I mean Borderlands 1 had very little actual main quest shit and then fluff all over the place and it was just kind of but they had they at least had like a fresh idea with some characters I liked and they had like some like shocking moments with like uh TK Baja and you know like the driving itself was kind of a unique experience there was a lot of new things going on in that game and now i feel like they're just like rehashing everything and like updating everything like it's a call of duty game or a madden you know yearly series and i'm just like okay neat and you gave him a influencer bad guy because that's trendy okay like it's i i feel like they need something totally different and hopefully this uh tiny tina's wonderlands is the thing so i mean everybody seemed to love the uh tiny tina dlc from before the whole dnd thing that they did previously and that's some tiny tina right there and tiny tina is some real like fan favorite shit so yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? Like, almost every um, game review writer, journalist, um, hates the Tiny Tina stuff, and most of them seem to not like the humor in the Borderlands games because they're they're just being too on-the-nose and too offensive for it to be funny. And I'm just like, just let things be funny. It's okay. Like, Tiny Tina's pretty funny. I think a lot of the people that have made it into, like, the video game publication world are people that have been able to make it in this, like, super PC media culture. Yeah. And then the other 99% of society could fucking care less. Yeah, because everybody loves Tiny Tina. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I get it. Like, sometimes her jokes are a little bit repetitive and, like, one note. But also, it's funny most of the time. And, like, not super annoying. Like, Claptrap is more annoying than Tiny Tina at this point. At least I'd agree me. with that. And I like Claptrap, but I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Like, he's so. he's extremely one note. Yeah. And with Tiny Tina, I guess you have, like, a direction to go. Like, she's still young. Like, she can grow over the course of the series and develop character as to where Claptrap is basically just always going to be Claptrap. Right. Um, And they're also making a Borderlands movie with a hell of a cast. You know, I haven't seen anything about that, but fine. Take my oh, money. it's it's probably going to be terrible, but I'm 100% going to watch it. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't care. Just take my money. Um, That's fine. So the next game on the list is Metal Slug Tactics by SNK. All right. I want to be clear at the start of this. I have played almost every single Metal Gear game that's come out. Not Metal Gear, Um, Metal Slug. Metal Slug. My bad. I have not played all the Metal Gear. Very big difference. Metal Slug. (laughs) I played, like me and Dave sat around playing most of the Metal Slug games in like a day. And like Mm -hmm. I still own most of them. And I've always loved those games. And I couldn't fucking care less about this game it looks uh it, it looks stupid as shit I'm gonna see be i disagree i really like the art style i like the 90s cartoon aesthetic and i like the tactics games 
And the fact that they were just like Metal Slug and it's a tactics game. I like oh, it. Look, I would have 100% played this game on my Game Boy Advance in 2002. In 2021, I don't fucking care. Like, they are... They are almost twenty years too late for this. They should have been. They should have made this game forever ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I like as soon as I saw it, I was just like, "You couldn't have put this out during the Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced or Advance Wars era. Like, you waited until now. No one even cares about those games anymore. Like, this game looks dated, so, and you're just now telling me about it. Honestly, why are you releasing a game this dated looking?" The most, like, upset I was when I first, or, like, during this whole event was I kind of missed the beginning of this particular game on the show because I was doing something. And I walked back in and saw, like, you know, the the animation and then the gameplay. And at first I thought they were making a new Advance Wars and I was super fucking excited. And then I realized it was Metal Slug and I was like, oh, but okay. So I guess I'm just still like there for those games. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there was like a handful. I don't play of, most of them. So I feel like there was a handful of developers that were just like, we have like no money and we have very few people that are good at what they're doing. What should we do? I don't know. Metal Slug hasn't existed forever. Let's turn that into a Game Boy Advance style game. That's probably not that expensive to make. Yeah, and I'm okay. I, I, with yeah. that. I'm I'm here for it. I like the animation style. Like I think the art's really good for that game. I I don't know that I could do this anymore. It doesn't look like a bad game. It just looks like an I don't give a fuck game. Um. So. The next game on this list is, God, I just can't even. The Death Stranding Uh, Director's Cut. Did you watch the trailer for this? Like half of it, and I just kind of tuned out and was doing something else and didn't give a shit. Like, I saw what it was, and I was like, I I couldn't care less. Let me go get a drink or do whatever I was doing, because I just, nothing they could show me has any value to me. No, they showed literally nothing. All they showed was like the character from that game making a Metal Gear Solid reference with yeah. a box. Yeah, I saw for that. like for like five minutes, and then going director's cut. So, oh my god! So my problem with director's cut is the game was directed by Kojima a hundred percent the first time. So wasn't that the director's cut? like he was in control there was nobody like telling him no to the point where it was a problem so like i understand he has like an unhealthy obsession with film and like american movie culture but calling it the director's cut has done nothing but make people laugh at them and the game honestly i didn't give a fuck about death stranding I haven't given a fuck about Metal Gear Solid since the second one. And I think Hideo Kojima needs to get his head out of his fucking ass and retire. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm fucking tired of him and his stupid bullshit and his self-absorbed ego nonsense. 
I'm I'm just tired I, I don't of care. constantly hearing about it in games media because it's like they make the biggest deal out of it. And like I don't even want to keep talking about it because I don't feel like it warrants our talking about it. I don't want to give it attention because I think it's fucking stupid. Um but like I can't believe they made such a big deal out of it at this Games Fest thing. No, I literally at this point anytime somebody tells me that there's a Kojima involved game coming out, I immediately ignore it. And even when I look into it, I, I, I'm just always glad I ignored it for as long as I did. Like, yeah. I just don't care shit and anymore. Like, I, so spoiler, I'm going to have a lot of unpopular opinions with the majority here. Probably but, me too. So uh, that's fine. Let's get that train rolling with the fact that I think most of the metal gear games are fucking terrible and not fun to play. Oh, hold on. First of all, like, I mean, you hit it on the head. It's not even Metal Gear Solid. The original Metal Gear, Metal Gear games are awful, which is why nobody talks about them. Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 were interesting for their time. Everything after that I fucking could care less about. Yeah. 100%. Metal Gear Solid 2 was the height of that series being good. And if you even played the third one and thought it was okay, you have no taste in games. Please stop talking. <laughs> I, I played, I played like the beginning of like probably the first, I don't know, five hours of Metal Gear. What is it? Five, the most recent one. That was, uh, yeah, I, I think five was. Was that the one where he's like super old and shit? Yeah. Where the well, end goes on for like five hours and doesn't oh, I, actually. I didn't end. get to the end, but I played where you. You basically wake up in a hospital and have to like escape from Psycho Mantis. I'm pretty sure I it's Metal Gear the... Solid Five. I've only seen the end, so I couldn't. Die. Okay, well, it's basically like a scripted like action sequence, and like basically Kojima is a film director that couldn't get anybody in the film industry to work for him or with him. He so was he, like the people that we went to when we were in college where he was like, I've got a great idea for a film. And they're like, hell yeah, tell me about it. And then afterwards, they're like, cool, well, that movie will cost $2.5 billion, so we absolutely can't make that. Yeah. And so he just made a video game instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and people were just like, oh, this is kind of like a movie, except it's really long and like has some gameplay in it. And like everybody was kind of critical of five because it had the most like gameplay like it had the basically far cry like third person far cry mechanics where you were like going around bases and like hijacking people and vehicles and supplies and sending them to your base and building it up and then it had these really shitty mechanics where people would attack your base and destroy your shit even if you weren't playing the game um, which is like a constant Kojima thing where he's like, I expect people to play my games a hundred percent of the time. Cause like, that's one of the things in death stranding is like all your shit decays over time. And now the game is just like unplayable for most people or looks stupid as shit because everything is decayed because it takes like two weeks and people haven't played the game in like, you know, 20 months. So there's nothing left. God damn it, Kojima. Your spare parts, bud. Spare parts, bud. Your spare parts. You weren't so fucking awkward. Um, <laughs> so here's a game on the list that I'm actually excited about. Um, Jurassic World Evolution 2. 
Okay, um, so I'll be honest. I'm not sure I even know what the first one is. Is this the... Uh, it's like, a park sim. The park sim. Okay. So I have seen the first one. I haven't played it, but it looked real interesting. And this, I guess, was just a trailer movie so, that didn't show a fucking thing. But I mean, they show... If you've played the first game, it, it does kind of give you quite a bit of info. Like, it's it looks pretty different Um, in that it seems like the park is kind of overrun. And I think the gameplay loop is going to be more of like rest restoration versus like building up from scratch. That sounds um, neat. Okay. So it, it does seem like it has a little bit of a spin on the gameplay, which is nice um, because there's a shitload of content for the first one. And, and it still looks very good. Um, it's a and little, the first one's wonky. not that old. No, I mean like me and uh, my son Titus have been playing it. Um, because he loves Jurassic Park and I sat down to help him with something cause he, he can't read. So he was like, what's it telling me to do? And I'm like, oh, it's telling you, you have to breed a Triceratops with this level of evolution or whatever, it, whatever the points are that you get. And then I like sat down to help him with it. And we ended up playing it for like five hours one day. Cause it was actually legitimately fun to just like play that game. Um, and like, I don't usually get into sim games that much, like that kind of sim game, uh, like park builders. Like the last one that I really was in love with was sim theme park. And that was in like 2000. Um, so for me to sit down and play a sim game for like, five hours on a whim is pretty good endorsement. Um, and yeah, like I, I think there's a, there's a good chance that this game will actually be really good. The only downside is it's one of those series where they give you the base game. And then like every other week, they're like, here's a new dinosaur. You can pay us $5 for. And like, here's a, an expansion that adds like two buildings and two dinosaurs and a natural disaster. And it's $25. It's one of those things where they'll nickel and dime you for like three years to get the full game. So honestly, even though it says this year, I'm going to say that's like end of next year at the steam Christmas sale, just like buy that shit on clearance for like $5 for the deluxe edition with all the DLC included. Um, because, like, we played the uh, vanilla version for free on Xbox Game Pass. And they give you, like, basically nothing. And it's shitty because they'll show you all of the content as if it were part of the game you're playing. But when you click on it, it opens the, the cash shop. Yeah, that's a trend with a lot of those games. Because I play a few of those kinds of games. Um, like, uh... Plant the planet series like planet coaster and stuff like that yeah um and even like the civilization series right where they're just like all right you buy this game and uh okay you have to pay like five dollars for every individual nation that we didn't include in this game and new units and all of the gameplay types that would make you actually want to play it and it's like all right thanks and that and honestly like that's why i'm just like Anytime somebody announces a new game, I'm like, cool, I'll buy that in like a year or two on the Steam sale. Because yeah. like nobody puts out a complete game anymore. Even if it's bug free, you're missing probably half of the content. Like, I don't know. So um, 
the the next game if you're ready to move on from this one. I am. Yeah. Okay. Um did you see anything on Sable? Yeah, like I remember seeing it, but I remember very much not caring. So I don't expect this game to be uh, noted by a whole lot of people. I, I expect this to be a heavily under-the-radar type of game, and that's 100% fine. Uh, but I'm actually really excited about this game. Uh, I think just because I've wanted more games that were primarily just sound and exploration and not much else. Like, I don't need a lot of dialogue or story. I don't need a lot of gameplay shit. Like, sometimes I just want to play a game and just kind of explore and enjoy the artwork and the world that I'm in. And that seems like 100% all this game is. Like, I um, think it looks okay, but, like... I like the art style. It's weird, but it's I don't, simple. I actually don't like the art style because it just looks like somebody that didn't really know how to use Unity all that well used a lot of defaults. And that's just kind of what we got. There's not a lot of lighting or like they kind of made the game and then didn't like do any of the extra like finishing work on it. It's, um, I think it's the simplicity, the the minimalism of it that I, I actually enjoy because it is very basic, but it doesn't particularly look bad. Like I'm still watching some scenes here where they have some pretty intricate parts and there's a decent amount of detail to it. But at the same time, it looks so very vanilla. I, I don't understand. Um, I, I don't expect this to be like a game of the year thing. Like I said, I expect this to be heavily under the radar. But for somebody that really just likes exploration games in general, this looks like a really good one. I don't I'm think pretty it looks excited bad. I, I think it just doesn't look very memorable. I, I, no. I think it looks like something someone's going to play for like an hour and then probably forget they have it installed because it's such a small game. This definitely looks like a one playthrough, enjoy your time through it adventure. And that's it. Yeah. Um, which is fun. I, but those are some of my favorite games. So I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll only play it once. And maybe it's not super outstanding. But I feel like I just haven't had many games like this for a while. So I'm just really excited to play through it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it's one of the one of the better looking like gameplay wise indie games on this list. Um, it's just something that I, I personally probably won't play. Um, and I wish they had done a little more with the lighting because the whole thing looks very flat and I kind of don't like that. See, it's got kind of a comic booky look to it. And that's why I like it. I think I like the fact that the lighting is fairly flat. Like there guess, is lighting aspects to it, but yeah, I, I guess this my is problem my with kind it, of style. My problem with it is it looks like if you're working in like unity and you drop assets in without ever setting up anything other than like the universal light, like the default light, and they never actually like adjusted any of the lighting at all. Like that's the feel I get from the look of the game. And I can't get past that. It's not that the assets are bad or the game itself is bad. It's just that I can't overcome this mental block of like, this looks like they didn't finish working on it. They put a lot of shading in there. It's just all very flat. Like it's it's literally got more no, of the I'm not, like I'm not disagreeing. comic book thing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying when I look at it, my brain processes what they did as like, why did you bother? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it looks like they recreated the default look. <laughs> like 
they were like, we're going to make this look totally different. And then they're done and they're like, did we change anything? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with it. But like, I'm a little concerned, though, because it seems when I looked it up, because this is my first time hearing about it, that they announced this game back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. And like all they really showed this year was like some more similar gameplay with like a chick singing. And I'm like, great. Why was why this doesn't look like a game that should have taken that long. But that's what I'm saying is like, I'm a little concerned that they spent a lot of time reinventing the wheel with the wheel. Like, <laughs> like they recreated something that it already existed. They were like, maybe they were just like on a collision course with the unity development. And they ended up creating what the people at unity were developing for the engine at the same time. I'm really hoping it just took this long because it really just has that much content in it. But that's just not something I expected. It didn't in sound like it. It sounded yeah. like this is meant to be kind of like a a shorter like experience and not like a full fledged game. Yeah, but that makes no sense for that long of a production time either. Like I, right. I don't know. It's something. There's got to be wrong. something. That, yeah, either something went wrong or it finally went right after an unjustifiably long period of time. And I mean, there's something here that we're not seeing. September. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also, you know, 2021. Fuck. You tell me the game is coming out in 2021. I'm like, okay, fine. But you can tell me that game has been in production from 20 since 2016. And the graphics are not, uh, let's say high definition. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to tell me something. Yeah, and like this so, is one of those know. games they'll tell you is optimized for Xbox Series X and PS5. And it's just like, well yeah. They 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 could turn everything up to 100% and it still runs great on like a Mac. This 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 game probably is still optimized for Xbox 360. Like let's right. be 100%. Like this yeah. is a cell phone game turned into a real full-scale game. Um but yeah, no, I, I think it looks like it might be fun. Um, but I, I, I have, there's some red flags here. Something seems off about this. Well, game it's okay. I, I will try it out and I will let you know how it is. Cause I am very excited to play it. Cool. Um, so speaking of games that have been in development forever and not come out, the next game on the list, Lost Ark, um, is actually, well, apparently... it's a game that exists and I've watched yeah. someone play the whole game in Russian um, because he's a streamer for Path of Exile that I watch. I was going to say, this game's been out for a little while from what I've been reading. It just hasn't yeah. been out in North America and Europe. <clears throat> so this game came out originally with like a few classes, kind of like, think like when you start the Diablo 2 game and there's like the dude standing around the campfire and you pick your character. Yeah. Um, Similar to that is how it kind of launched as far as like the cast. And they've added like, 20 different classes in Korea over time and Russia. And apparently we're getting kind of like the vanilla launch version here in the U S. So they're going to be like piecemealing characters out to us, even though they already exist. Um, like we're getting well, a does, few more, but not, all it looks them. like they're trying to put in a lot of new <clears throat> like voices and really trying to make it a, yeah, they localized it. Sure, but like there's localizing and then there's actually localizing something. You know what I mean? There's no, I'm like not complaining. I'm just saying like they're they're finally putting this out in the US, but like it's a full ass game that's been out for years. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like this isn't like a there's nothing new about what they're putting out. They're literally just kind of remaking the cutscenes and dialogue well, for the US. So here's the th- I have a kind of a problem with this one too. I mean, I'll probably end up playing this one. Um it looks like a fun ARPG, I guess. But this really looks like like with Metal Slug where it's like why didn't this come out several years ago? Well, like we had, and the answer we here had a, is that it did. <laughs> like, well, but I mean, like, why are they trying to make this for this market now? Like the so, North American, the North American European market. Like, if you go back two, three, four years ago, you had RPGs coming out all over the place, and virtually none of them were all that great. Um, so most I actually notable, know the reason. Like, so the reason this is just now happening is the developers were very resistant to Western release and people really wanted to play it here and in the uh, EU. So they basically had to keep banning players using proxy servers, um, especially when they released it in Russia because they're a lot more lax on that stuff than they are in um, South Korea. Like South Korea, you have to get like a a fake um, citizenship number and that sort of stuff, I guess, at least is what I've heard, um, especially like with Starcraft and that sort of thing. Like it's really hard to play Starcraft over there from here. Um, so with this game, a lot of Europeans that could speak like Russian were playing this game and they kept getting banned, like the biggest Path of Exile streamers. Most of them got banned or played it, and it's been recent enough that they haven't been banned. Um, but basically, there were there were enough people doing this that they were like, maybe they're not wrong about we should localize this for the West. Um, and they were really slow to jump on that train, even though it's a pretty simple process. And it seems like they didn't just change it to have like American and European uh text and voice but they actually changed the game itself for the US and the western market because apparently they thought like we shouldn't have all the same stuff they do and they changed the names on things and the way things work and the biggest issue people are having with this game is it's completely free to play like you can pretty much buy your way to max level with like boosts and stuff Um, as well as having like all the cosmetics and stuff locked behind paywalls. So you're getting a free to play game, but you can absolutely pay to win. And it is a PVP game as well as a PVE game. So people are pretty upset about that. This looks like a really cool cell phone game that I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time with. Uh, (laughs) That's all I could think. Yeah. That looks like that's all I could think of right now. Like after seeing, so like also Diablo mortal trailers and like, let me POE. throw this out there. So I watched someone play most of this game, uh, translating it from Russian to Polish to English. Um, and the gameplay itself is, is not really represented well in the game at all or in the trailer. The trailer was very, very bad. It just um, looks like Diablo. It, it does. It looks like a raid shadow legends trailer. Um, but the gameplay itself is actually more similar to Black Desert Online. 
I, I don't know. I, I guess, like, you know, it's an ARPG. Like, I'll fucking try it, especially if it's free. Yeah. I don't yeah, know that this one's going to really capture me for very long, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, mean like, at this point, I've out. been looking for something fresh in that in, in ARPGs for a while. I'm, I'm so just kind of, like, waiting for Path of Exile 2 to come around. And until yeah. then, I'm probably just going to play the new PoE League for, like, two or three weeks after launch. Like I have for the past like two years, um, because that and like we're gonna get Diablo two remastered this year, and I'll play quite a bit of that. I'm sure. I'm still very um, excited about that one. Yeah, like I, between Poe and D two remastered, like I'm not that like I'm not hurting for an action RPG right now. Like I'm also still playing Inquisitor Martyr, the 40k game, which is really good in my opinion. So um, need to play that. I think I have it, but I don't think I played it much. Yeah, I don't know if you have it or not, but I I almost I don't think you do because I was gonna gift it to you because it's on sale for like twelve bucks or something like that. I'm gonna um, look into this. And the sale ends in like I think like six days or one day. It's either the twelfth or the sixteenth or seventeenth. Um, but there's like a forty k game sale right now, like the skulls or something like that. It's fucking stupid branding, but whatever. Um, good deals on 40k games and like that hired gun game is really good i really wish that one was on sale like i know it just came out but fuck i want to play it i mean i bought it for 10 percent off and if you do want to get 10 dollars off of it um and you don't mind the epic store you can use their coupon they have running through the 17th to get 10 dollars off that game make it but i have all my warhammer games on steam i hate this shit yeah i know like I, I bought, I paid an extra like $3 to have it on steam. Like I, I just used their like 15% off discount during the like launch period. Um, yeah. and I paid like $3 extra. So it was on steam and not Epic because I fucking hate using the Epic launcher. It's like every time I launch the Epic launcher, it's like, okay, let's sit here and watch this web page load for five minutes and then go to the library where I don't use any of their shit. Um, and then gonna, their games all launch a separate gun. launcher. You're what? I'm, I'm going to get hired gun. Like, there's no way. I have to play this fucking game. And, and let me throw this out there because, like, it's good, but, like, you got to like the aesthetic because it's super, like... It's basically budget doom, but like with a little bit of a twist. Um, my biggest complaint is the UI. Like it's really, really frustrating outfitting your character um, and changing your gear. Like it's very arcane and it doesn't really tell you how it works because at some point it looks like you can equip like 16 items, but only like four of them are active at one time. And, like, you can have guns in your inventory, and then you can have guns in your character's inventory, but you can only use the one that's in the use slot that they don't really tell you. Um, So there's a lot of weird fuckery around the UI and the menus. Um, And the other big issue I have with the game is the missions are fucking endless. So I didn't know this when I started the mission, because why would I? I went through mission number four and finished that. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to go do stuff now. I've got things I need to do other than play this game. And it didn't do the thing where the mission ends and takes you back to town and you can like upgrade your character and stuff. 
it immediately throws you into mission number five, which took me like 45 more minutes. Um, and you can't change your gear during the mission unless you equip a weapon on the ground. So it was pretty frustrating, honestly. And it's like, hey, do you want to play a harder mission without upgrading any of your gear? Because that's what you're going to do when you don't have a choice. Um, other than that, like the actual gameplay is really super fun. Um, and it looks really good. The music is really good. But the inventory system, the UI, the menus are all horrific. Um, and the story is not good at all. And it's pretty short. Oh, not good. Like, let me put it this way. Is it not good or is it actively bad? It's not actively bad. It's just actively mediocre. It's like the most generic 40k story possible. I'm fine with that. Like, it's it's not aggressively bad and, like, offensive to your brain. And you can skip it if you want to. Um, But, like... There's a lot of stuff in there where you're just like, why am I doing this? What are, what, why? Um, and people just show up out of nowhere with no context for things. It's very awkward, but it's not like a bad story where it, you're not like in some 40 K love story or something like that. No, I mean, that's fine. Like, it's just kind of like, uh, I like, I love the doom game, especially the modern ones. Uh, and I love the Warhammer aesthetic. And from what I hear, the soundtrack is pretty dope. Um, so the other big downside, and this is like a personal thing, but I know a lot of people have it. You kill a lot of dogs in this game. And I'm very not okay with that. And it's very visceral and uncomfortable. Um, and I, I know that's probably not an issue for you, but I'm just throwing that out there for people listening. Like, I mean, I guess are... unless... Unless it doesn't look like my dog, then we might have a problem. They look like uh, like mastiffs. They they are mastiffs. Um, uh-huh. They kind of look actually. They look like pit bulls. Really, they look like small mastiffs. Uh, but it left me some pities. Uh, that might be hard. But um, and it's not like you know you just shoot the dog from a distance. It's executions like Doom style where you'll yeah. and there's like ten of them. So you'll like kick the dog and shoot it in the leg and then shoot it in the head twice. Or like you'll jam a knife through the side of the dog's head and cut it in half. Um, like break its neck. Like it, there's really, it like they spent too much time thinking about how you're going to kill the dogs in this game. Okay. Well, that sounds awful, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to try it anyway. So my, I guess like as long as you're going to, like you can't wait to play it. You got to play it tonight. I would say get it because it's fun. But if you can wait, that's one of those games that is absolutely going to be ten dollars on the next Steam sale. I legit just bought it like two seconds okay. ago. I, I assume, but I'm just I'm saying for anyone out there, like if you can't wait to play it, like you probably already bought it. But like if it's like oh I'll get around to that game, don't feel rushed because like they're only going to add more missions and stuff. Cause that is the one super good thing about this game over a game like doom where it's based on like bounties. So like there's a whole mission board where you can just go pick up a bounty on a random world tile set 
and it'll be stuff like defend a location, kill a target, bring back an item. Like there's a lot of missions that you can do that have rewards and you can get special legendary weapons or items um, or even just like money or reputation. So there is a lot of like replayability without like playing through the story again, which I appreciate um, because I hate games that are like, hey, you beat the 10 missions. Do you want to play them again on a harder difficulty? Because the answer is almost always no. No. <laughs> yeah. I feel um, that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's a game that's not even on the list. Just uh, a side Yeah, I was about note. to say, we, we, got, we got derailed there. Um, so, Call of Duty Warzone Season 4. Yeah, all right, look, I watched, I watched the trailer, but I still haven't played Warzone any of the seasons, so I frankly couldn't care I, less. I don't play Battle Royales as a rule at this point. Um, with, with a couple exceptions here and there, and I don't play them long if I do. Um, but they're adding my favorite map from black, from black ops Two, the hijacked on the boat, the yacht. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my favorite map of all time. And I actually have a, uh, YouTube video of me playing that map with a pistol that made it into a bunch of like gameplay montages. Um, I I do like uh, I do like me some hijack. That was a good map. Yeah. So like, although I'm not gonna play the Warzone mode, I I do appreciate them adding in new like weapon blueprints and guns and maps that they don't charge me for. So there's nothing here to be mad about. Yeah. So congratulations, people who make Call of Duty Warzone. You added acceptable stuff into a game we're still never gonna play. My six-year-old will play it a lot. Thank you. <laughs> um, like, he's actually pretty good at Call of Duty. Uh, my godson fucking absolutely loves Call of Duty. Um, I don't know that he's played any Warzone, because... Uh, yeah, I don't let this is, play Warzone. Yeah, because his parents are kind of like, eh, online gaming is still kind of a... I, I mostly I let know. him play against bots, because guess what? There's no other players to communicate. Yeah, I mean, they'll let him play some online games with supervision, but it's basically with the, we're going to mute everyone and you don't get a headset. Which, that's typically how I play games, so... Yeah, well, Most that's of my games typically... set up that way. That's also typically how they play games, so it, it works out well on that end as well. So, um, the next game, uh, Among Us Roadmap Update, which is weird okay. to have for a summer games fest. So you don't, you've never, have you even played this game before? Uh, no. And I was going to tell you that if there were ever a chance of me playing this game, this is the update that would convince me to try this game out with you for one particular mode. The hide and seek one? Yeah. Really? Why? Uh, just because like, I think I've played like hide and seek and destiny and like games where you're not supposed to play hide and seek and it's pretty fun. And like, you can just kind of like banter and bullshit with each other. Um, I don't particularly like the whole like gameplay loop of Among Us and the murder mechanic. Um, but like hide and seek I'm totally okay with. And I think the maps are okay. And like I've watched a few people play, like I mostly have watched you guys play. Um but like I I just I'm I'm more interested in playing a dumb game in the background while I chat with my friends and among us actively makes you not just be able to sit and chat with your friends. And that really turns me off. Whereas I feel like hide and seek, there's no reason I wouldn't be able to sit and chat and bullshit. So you can just sit and chat and bullshit. I honestly like among us better 
when I'm not playing with people and talking about it over Discord. Like, I like it when no one's talking to each other, and then we're just doing the text in between rounds and being like, who done it? Yeah. Um, but when everyone's sitting around and trying to, like, have conversations, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that either. So I 100% agree with you there. It's one of the reasons I haven't played it in a while. Uh, hide and seek doesn't really interest me all that much. Uh, I don't give a shit about the achievements, console account linking, the haven't seen the new map. Like, I don't care about really any of that shit. It's cool that they're adding some new characters and some new maps. It's cool that they're adding some new characters. It doesn't really seem like this game is changing at all. No. It's so I'll, I'll probably play some of it, but... Um, and from what, honest, I, what I understand, it, all of the uh, all the big streamers, kind of like, they literally formally announced they were done playing the game. And yeah, that's a game where then, it's fun for a little while, and then after like a month or two, you're like... Yeah, I'm these done are people with this that forever. played the game like every day for like a year, and they're yeah. they're done with the game. So like, I think that it's not that it's a dead game, but I think that game is past its prime, and it's cool that they're still updating it. But like, they should maybe think about making Among Us Two again now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, they I maybe feel resume like resume their canceled game. I feel like it's been long enough that I was like, where was this roadmap six months ago? Yeah. Like when I so, was when, when people still gave a shit about this and now there's not even memes of this going around anymore and you're like we have updates like nobody gives a shit. You missed that one, bud. So, I haven't even heard of this next game on the list. Um, but let's take a quick break cuz I need to go chat with my mom about my grandma real quick. Um, Sounds good. And I'm going to look up a trailer cuz I don't know anything yeah, about this game. And either. then we'll resume and talk about this game neither of us remembers shit about. All right. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Sorry, I had to tell Titus goodnight and tell my mom about the hospital visit and all that. So, I was catching up on some trailers for the next couple of games that we're taking a look at here. Um, let's see, what are we on right now? The chicory one. Okay, did you look at the trailer for this one? I don't remember it. I gotta look at it. Like cool. So it basically looks like a child drew some animals in a coloring book, oh, and then I think the I actual remember. game is coloring it. Yep, I remember like, seeing a little video for this one. Yeah, that seemed like not fun. This game looks too complicated or obscure for children, and it looks too stupid for adults. I can only imagine the demographic for this game is recovering drug addicts in their 30s. Like, I don't know what the fuck this game is. I, and look, I, I usually go fairly easy on indie games. Some of the ones on this list are not going to get that treatment, and this is one of them. 
So also you guys will have to uh, ignore the yelling in the background. Apparently it's fucking ride your bicycle around my neighborhood night. And there's literally hundreds of people riding bicycles at night. I'm a big fan of that. And I'm like this close to going and like throwing sticks at their spokes. Like good luck uh good luck competing with all of the people that have no muffler and go through the stop signs in my neighborhood. It's, yeah. It's going to turn into Frogger outside real quick. Um but yeah, sorry. It, it's really obnoxious though. I'm I hear yelling in the background. I'm like is someone like dying? What's going on? I only just heard it that one time, so um but yeah, I don't know. Chicory, a colorful tale, seems like somebody had an okay idea and then it turned into a free Xbox Live game real quick. Yeah. I, once again, it's one of those games where I'm like, what the fuck is your demographic? Like, who the fuck would want to play this? Who was sitting around thinking, like, I have a good idea for a game that I know people will play? Um, Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily look horrible. Um, it doesn't it, look bad. It just looks not good. <laughs> it, it just doesn't look like something that I know anyone that would play it. Um, yeah, I know a lot of different kinds of gamers. And like, I, this looks like the kind of stupid shit my sister would maybe play for a couple of hours at best. And I think that's all you're getting. I think you're going to get a lot of people that stream it the day it comes out and then you'll never hear about it again. Yeah. Um, which speaking of that, I, I think the next game on the list, uh, salt and sacrifice. Hold um, on. Let me, I need to look this one up again. I forgot which one this one was. So this is the Metroidvania game. Oh yeah. I was actually really excited about this game. Um, cause I didn't know Newgrounds even still existed. But this is 100% just a Newgrounds game. Yeah. Like, this game is really hype in a circa 2004 kind of way. Yeah, they, they just made... I, I have a feeling this is one of those games that was supposed to come out around the time, like, uh, Shovel Knight and all those games were popular. But, like, development took way too long. And they ended up with a game that people are going to play for, like, two or three hours and then never play again. Um. Not to say that it looks bad, like it has a style. It, it's not no, my this, favorite, but this game, this game looks. It looks. This looks like some of the worst flash animation I've seen in a decade. Like I can't. Yeah, it it looks like they tried to to get that aesthetic, and they did too good at it. They did a great job. Um, um it, it's one of those games, that, and it's not coming out until next year sometime. Um, no, there's a lot of these games, and the next game on our list is going to be the same way for me, Solar Ash. Where I'm looking at some of these games and I'm like, this game would have been, it's real great years ago. It's the same thing with like Metal Slug Tactics or uh, like Lost Ark. There's like so many games on this list where I'm like, this would have been great. These all feel like a Xbox long time 360 ago. Game Pass games where people were like, oh, the summer of games. We're back in, you know, 2010 and, you know, summer of you know, game pass. And these are the games. These are three of the games you're going to get for free in July. 
Like that's what these feel like to me. And like, none of them seem particularly bad except maybe chicory seems kind of bad. Um, that one does seem bad, but like, okay. So solar ash, the next game on this list, it's basically a movement based. uh, This looks like it would have been a really great game when the PS3 first came out. Yeah. This like, there's no reason you couldn't play this game on a cell phone right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, it doesn't even look interesting. It looks like they just took ideas from every somewhat platformer that's come out since DMC and just threw them all together with minimal effort graphics. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know that it, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look fun or interesting in any way whatsoever. Um, yeah, like I'm sure there's a few people that are going to like have a good night with it and have a decent stream playing it and like, you know, failing constantly and their chat yelling at them that they're stupid because they probably are. Um, but it's again, it's, it falls into the last two games category where it's like, this is a cool one off that somebody's going to play for a day and forget about. And it's going to end up on, it's going to be one of the Epic free games for yeah, a week. I, I can't wait to pay two, wait to play $2 for, for this game. You like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm stoked to play this in like two years when it's free. Um, so the next game on the list is already out and I've watched a bunch of people play it and I played a bunch of the last game. Uh, Chivalry two is out. I've only played the first one. Well, and I, I didn't sense cause there's only two now. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't really like it. I thought it was okay, but I preferred the other one. I, I didn't like, no, I, I guess not the other one. I didn't like, um, for honor. I did not care for the way that game worked. Oh, I I didn't even I disliked Chivalry so much I didn't even bother to play For Honor, to be so honest. So I I kind of like Chivalry, but like there was a really old game called like oh gosh, what was it? I I can't remember the name, but it's like Ninjas, Samurai and Pirates or something like that. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't remember. Pirates, Knights and samurai or pirates knights and ninjas um i had a really good time playing that game um whereas like chivalry takes itself a little too seriously and they're a little too into the whole like limb cutting off thing um and it's still a little clunky and i feel like they should have maybe leaned into that a little more rather than the super serious like people yelling oh fuck me every time they you know, get hit or something like that. It's almost like that, you know, uh, bullet storm, you know, murder boner, you know, level commentary, but serious. And I'm just like, you guys kind of missed the mark on this one. Like the gameplay itself is okay. But again, it's a game. I, I don't have any interest in like giving them the full price for that game because I played chivalry one for probably like five or six hours. And then like, and you're you're good. (laughs) Yeah. Like I kind of did everything there was to do in that game. And like, I understand there's people that get like really into it and stuff, but there's never enough people that are really into it. And you end up with just everybody just fighting with each other and nobody's doing the objective. And you maybe could have just made, you know, a call of duty or battlefield style game where people just fight with each other and there's no real objectives and it might've worked out a little better. Like you could have made unreal, but with swords, 
Um, yeah, I. <sighs> This game falls under the same thing as, like, the Call of Duty Warzone Season 4 thing, where I'm just like, congratulations, you you seem to have made a better thing that I'm still never going to play or pay for. So, like, I mean, it looks better than the first Chivalry. Yeah. I, I, it looks a lot better. I it's still cool don't want to play it. for the people that are really into it. Yeah. If you're into Chivalry 1, Chivalry 2 looks like it's going to be good, I presume. There's going to be a lot of people really excited for, like, a week. <laughs> um, and again, this is like, just like the original chivalry, this is one of those games that will be on sale for like, I don't know, probably 15 to $20 within a month. And it's totally worth 20 bucks. Like I had a great time with it for like a couple of days, but I have no intention of giving them $60 for that game. Cause I don't think there's that much content there either. Yeah. Like they did a great job on it. There's just not a lot to keep me there. Um, so we got we got the the new Agent T's from Valorant, which yeah, I, I still can't I saw that. I can't really see. There, there doesn't really seem to be much info. From what I can tell, they're just basically adding Robot Sombra. Um. And Sombra was gay in Overwatch, so I don't care, and I don't think Valorant's that good, so I super don't care. Um, I've been playing a lot of Valorant lately, to be fair. Like, I'm trying to get good at it, I'm trying to get used to the maps. I'm having a better time with it. Um, but fuck if I care about the different agents, or the fact that there's a new one, or anything so... that resembles Sombra gameplay. Like So... Here's here's my anecdote for this. And as somebody that my current pinned video on YouTube is a Valorant video, like I wanted to really be into this game and I played a lot during the beta. <clears throat> um this is one of those games that really fell off for me immediately at launch, partially because they have a horrific cheating problem and partially because their player base is terrible and toxic. And then, oh, for sure. Finally, it's one of those games where they've kind of over engineered a game that's already really, really good and added characters. Like, they kind of tried to shoehorn Overwatch characters into Counter Strike because they, they pretty, made, pretty much made Counter Strike with character abilities instead of grenades. Well, you know what? I would be 100% fine if... Like, I'm fine with the characters having their own abilities. Like, I have no problem with that. I really do enjoy that more than just Counter-Strike. Um, but they only need one. Or, like, one and maybe an ultimate. But, like, pick a character. I'm only ever going to use, like, one of their abilities anyway. Um, and the people that are really, really good with some of the characters can basically just stun slash blind you forever. And it just makes the game way worse. They they have a really hard time balancing all of these characters they keep introducing as well. Yeah, they're not doing great with it. Like, the best time that I've had in Valorant is when people kind of run out of their abilities, and then I can just shoot them. Yeah. Because otherwise I'll die immediately, but if I just kind of hide and let everyone use all their shit up, I can kill three or four of the other team by myself. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was um, getting at, is like, if you go and you play Counter-Strike right now, the way that game works is 
you generally are going to if you're if it's a buy round like if your team has money your team is going to buy a weapon armor and grenades and what they're going to do is they're going to throw smoke to obscure a certain location and then they're going to throw a flashbang into a room and they're going to run in or they're just going to kind of sit there and wait like idiots um or throw a molotov or counter a molotov with smoke and within the first 30 seconds everyone has used 90 percent of their grenades on both teams like there might be one guy with like a he grenade left over or something or a, an extra flashbang if they had a little extra cash or something um but typically that game comes down to shooting and knowing where to look and check and like you said valorant like yeah you buy your abilities but it it generally goes a little bit more awkward because people have ultimates that are typically pretty overpowered um and they're almost always just used on the bomb and i feel like what we got was an overtuned counter strike where the guns don't feel quite as good to me like they're not bad that's my biggest problem in valorant right now is that I hate all of the guns. Like, there's a, a handful of guns where I'm like, there are things I like about each and every one of these, but there's enough things that I don't like about each and every one of these that make me not really like any of them over the others. And, like, that's one of the things. Like, they've super-tuned the weapons in Counter-Strike to where, like, I've played that game enough, too, that, and the, the spray patterns are simplistic. It's typically like up into the left or, you know, down into the right. It's never like two shots to the left, two shots to the right, four shots up, four shots down, a little bit to the left. And I'm like, God, I hate that in Valorant. Like I spent a lot of time like sitting there with the gun, shooting the target to see my spray pattern and trying to like get that muscle memory so that like with an AK-47 in Counter-Strike, I can hit every shot within a head size target with my muscle memory because it's the same. And it's typically like drag your mouse down into the right to compensate for the up left drift of the gun. But like in Valorant, it's just like every gun is a, yeah, every gun is a machine gun, you know, with no mount. It's just, and I, I know I'm exaggerating, but it's not like something that you can get with muscle memory without an extreme amount of time and effort. And not only that, it takes a few too many shots to take someone down in Valorant, in my opinion. Well, it's like one well-placed headshot will insta-kill somebody, but if you even if you aim yeah. right at their head right above it, it's still like a 25% chance you'll even hit your fucking target. Right. Um, like, I have people, like, I've had my own kills where I'm, like, aiming at their chest, but the spread is so fucking ridiculous, I get a headshot anyway. And I'm like, so, like I'll take it. I get Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike a lot of guns, like, the most guns, the first shot is perfectly accurate. And then, like, the second and third shot's pretty accurate. And then, like, yeah, it starts little, to move. I tried doing the little burst thing in Valorant, and, like, it doesn't matter, the bullet's going wherever the fuck it wants to go. Yeah, and I I did a lot of testing in the practice range with that, and you get, like, one shot that's on target. And I watched a bunch of people playing, like, pros and stuff, 
and a lot of them run into the issue where they'll get the headshot and do like 110 damage and then the other shots will miss and they'll die whereas like the other person will aim for their stomach and they'll hit them with like four or five shots and kill them and it's not because their aim was better it's because they were aiming at the wrong place theoretically and you know if you compare it to other games like Rainbow Six or Counter-Strike or even Call of Duty. Um, And, like, sniping is very, very mediocre, in my opinion, in Valorant. The maps are typically pretty short. Um, And most of the sniper rifle shots, you know, they've got their equivalent of the AWP. But, like, the AWP loses most of the the standoffs because people have enough abilities that last long enough to obscure their view. And if they don't get the headshot with the op, they typically lose because if you're buying an op, the enemy team probably has armor. So it, it kind of negates that weapon entirely in my opinion. And from what I've seen and like, yeah, you'll see people that like get some pretty cool headshots and stuff. But if you're actually going for like a win rate in that game, you're typically going for like the high damage weapon that you can just spray the body down with and win a gunfight. And it all, and then it basically it does what counter-strike is doing, but you're kind of taking some of the skill out because you're actually aiming for the body and not the head. Like you really should be in a shooter. Yeah. Um, Which I guess technically is more realistic because you aim center mass, Um, but it just sucks in a video game. So, yeah, I, I mean, I literally sat in front of some. I had one of those like cartoon moments earlier where I was like right in front of somebody and they looked right at me and didn't fire at me. And I just unloaded on them with a machine gun like a few feet away and I barely hit them at all. And then they just shot me once and I died. I'm like, I'm literally aiming center mass with a machine gun, but the spread is so fucking stupid in that game. Virtually none of the bullets even hit them. I was like, all right. Yeah, the machine guns are actually, like, completely inaccurate after about 10 meters, which is, like, them standing directly in front of you. And even at 10 meters, after one shot, they're completely inaccurate. So there's literally no reason to buy a machine gun unless your whole goal is to just keep hosing down a corner to keep people from running through it. It's essentially what I do at this point. Even then, they still typically will run through because they know you're not going to kill them. Or it makes way more sense to just throw an ability because 90% of the characters have something that just blocks a corner. And that's another thing I don't like about the game is it's like everybody gets like six smoke grenades, essentially. Like teams will just sit there and keep using abilities over and over because there's items that refill your abilities and shit. Um, so you end up with, you know, people just spamming the smoke bombs or people spamming the ice walls and like, yeah, some characters have abilities to jump over that stuff or to break it, um, or even shoot through it in some cases, but almost none of those abilities actually will kill anybody. And if you jump over one of those ice walls, well, the maps are really small and they know exactly where you're going to be. And they're just going to shoot you midair because your ability doesn't help you. Yeah. Like um, good luck getting shot. Like one of the only abilities that kind of does that, that I've seen be actually useful. I think his name is blaze. 
um, where he can basically run around and actually be a normal character, but if he gets killed, he just returns back to where he started. Um, and that's really potent because you can actually go and get kills without risking your life if you're really careful with it. Um, and of course there's counters to it, but like in certain situations, that character is going to win the fight every time, but he doesn't have the verticality either. So like they do have some balance, but a lot of the time it feels like, of course the enemy team is always going to have these couple of characters. Like I always play Sova, the, uh, bow and arrow guy that can reveal locations and like basically he's a scout character um yeah no i get it you play hanso i play mercy it's fine well the reason or sage whatever i mean they're all just overwatch clones the reason i like to play sova though is basically it it tells me where the enemies are because it's always really stressful to me when i go and have to go check corners in a room yeah so I can just shoot an arrow in there and see if somebody's around the corner. And my aim is really good in video games. Like, I'm I'm very good no, at aiming. But, but it's literally, this is another, I mean, we've run into games like this before. It's just Overwatch. You're just playing Hanzo. He has mm-hmm. the same ability. Yeah. Like, I play Mercy. I heal people and I res people. Like, there's Soldier 76. Like, these characters are so fucking obviously just Overwatch clones. Yeah, that it hurts, and I and I wanted to like Valorant, and like it's it's pretty fun to watch, honestly. Like it's an entertaining game, and it looks pretty good. It um, would be more entertaining if it went to like five rounds or seven rounds, and not thirteen, because I'm really tired of having long. forty minute fucking games. Yeah, where it's just like mostly downhill struggling. It's too too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got that League of Legends thing where you're you get stuck with like one shitbird on your team and it's just like, well, this is going to be a waste of 45 minutes. Yeah. Cause like basically the rest of your team might be just good enough to drag things out as long as it can go. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, escape from Tarkov. I, I don't, I don't know anything like about escape from Tarkov. Sounds like they're adding a new map. Basically. It, yeah. It's kind of like, um, stalker combined with PUBG. wow hate that yep yep not a fan i i when i first saw the game it looked really interesting and then i've watched a few people play it and it's just like grind to get some decent weapons and escape kind of dead by daylight style like try to get out with your gear but if you die you lose everything that you took in with you so nobody ever wants to take their good gear in so people just hoard good gear um, so you end up with just everybody just using shitty camper tactics and like basically trying to like kill an NPC and take their loot and escape, but everybody's just camping the escape routes. Um, it's one of those games that could be cool, but it's just totally ruined by the players and the way that people want to play it. And that's kind of incentivized by the developers essentially. Yeah, I mean, just like two games we've listed already, like Call of Duty and whatnot, like this looks like a really cool update for a game I'm still never going to play. Yeah. Um, so Two Point Campus. That looks like a pretty cool game, especially if you're, if you're into that style of game. So I, I don't... Hospital was a big game. 
So I'm I'm actually installing that one right now because I got that along with Necr- uh, Necromunda. Oh, cool. Um, I actually was watching people play this game like months You're ago. You're talking about Two Point Hospital, right? Two Point Hospital, yeah. And it looked really, really good. It looked f- funny and hilarious. I love simulation management games. My uh, um, my second favorite sim game was actually Theme Hospital. Um, growing up, I, which I, I never played that, that much of that one. I, I love that game. I liked that, and I like uh, Sim Theme Park. Those were my See, I liked Sim Theme Park. I never had access to theme, uh, Sim Hospital, but like I, I, I play it. Like I have no, no reason not to. And it it definitely doesn't hold up now. I went back and tried it, um, and it definitely does not hold up. But like the two point games are really a re, a renewing of that game, and they play really similarly. Um, so I, and they've I'm gotten some for two point campus. They've they've got a lot of hype in the in the community too. Um, yeah, I mean people love that game and they still play it, and there's a lot to do in it. Yeah, so I, I'm excited to try out Two Point Hospital, and uh, assuming that I even remotely like the mechanics in that, I, I've seen a, the trailer for Two Point Campus, and it looks great. Yeah. Um, we don't, we're not getting this one until 2022, but uh, that's fine. I guess that's fine. Whatever. This, it, it, I'm excited. Yep. Um, so the Stranger Things Smite crossover. I, I just, I, don't care. I've, I've never played Smite, and I still don't want to. So it, I, yeah, I don't care. It's really, really horrific. Like, I don't want to get into it, but like, first person League of Legends doesn't play good. Yeah, the it. I've looked at trailers for Smite before and been like, this doesn't look fun. And I don't know anybody, literally anyone that plays it. And adding characters from Stranger Things that were popular characters like fucking three or four years ago is not. It. It is a. It is purely a vehicle to sell microtransactions. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that is all that game is. There is, like, I'm so, so disappointed in high res. Like, just give me a Global Agenda 2. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> give me the first one back. Um, so the Coke Media Publishing label uh, with Prime Matter... Um, a whole lot of games that have already come out basically and a bunch of games that didn't look that great. So they, they had a gameplay reel. I was looking at the fact that that's on the list here and I don't really give a fuck about it at all, but the next two games on the list are both ones from they, Prime matter that are coming uh, out. The next four. Oh, the next no, the fourth one is is Stray Bombay. Oh yeah, sorry, three. Three, um, yeah, yeah. So Payday, which, Crossfire, and Painkiller. Which Payday three? I I haven't seen anything on it, but like, I hope it's good. I love Payday. I, I, I'm on board. Yeah, Payday was great, and they're still putting out content for Payday two. I guess they're still going to do that even once Payday three comes out. Um, so like fucking yeah, I don't give a shit. Fine, Payday Three, hundred percent here for it. Like that was one of the games I would point out as like I'm really excited about this game. Like it's in my top like five games from this event for sure. Um, Crossfire Legion, I I don't remember what that is even. That uh, I'm I'm trying to look at it now, but it seems like it's just uh. 
The Command and Conquer? Oh, wait, no, I, I did look this up, yeah. I It didn't look like something I would enjoy. I, I did look that one up, yeah. I guess they're not even showing anything on it, because I'm looking at the section where they were supposed to be talking about it, like the reveal. It was, it was in the it's, prime... It's seven minutes of them talking about it, and then they have a so screenshot... They... They showed it. gameplay during the Prime Matter gameplay reel, but it was like two or three frames. And it was basically like a unit moving and something blowing up, and that was it. It didn't actually show a lot or anything. Yeah. So this looks like another game where, like, if you'd put this out eight to ten years ago, I probably would care. I I love Command & Conquer, and I love those type of games. I don't have any faith... This is going to be good. Yeah, I it doesn't look like something I'm going to play. Like it it doesn't yeah. look particularly bad or offensive in any way. It just doesn't look like something that I really care about. Um Painkiller, I was never into Painkiller. Um but I know I was a lot never of people into... are excited about that. So yeah, I I was never into that game either. I uh, I'm happy for people getting games that they liked. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean Someone that likes Painkiller will have to tell us how exciting this is. Yeah, and like I know like two or three people that love Painkiller games. I legitimately don't know. I don't know. Well, I know plenty of people that like Painkillers. I I personally prefer actual Painkillers to the games. Um, Yeah, I am here for that. But the games themselves, like I know a few people that are really psyched about those old games. And they're going to be really, really excited when they find out about these games. Um. So that's cool. Like I, I'm happy that they're they're making more games that people liked the old versions of. Um, so the next game, the Anna Cruzis. I don't remember this one at all. Either. I'm I'm looking up the trailer for it now, and it basically looks like Left for Dead by a group of college students that are still trying to figure out how Unreal works. Well, there wasn't. There was a game that's like Left 4 Dead that I'm interested in, but it's called Back for Blood, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, this game just looks bad. Like, this game does not look like I would be showing this off to people yet, which the I guess... work for the YouTube video looks bad. Oh, I remember this trailer now. This is the one that um, Will Smith from uh, uh, Tested.com has been working on because his VR thing failed miserably. Well, um, this, this game look like looks a like a tech demo that is awful. Honestly, yeah, nothing about it's, this looks good. It, like the animations look terrible. The guns look terrible. The sound is terrible. And all of this is pretty terrible. It literally looks like the sort of stuff that you would like do in a demo to learn how to use like unreal. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. Like, the guns look um, really poorly modeled as well. And the animations yeah. are very rudimentary and seem like almost stock. Um, and the afro is particularly bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at all interested in that game, and I have a feeling everyone's going to forget about it even if it comes out. Like, all of the textures look very, very clay-like. Um, yeah, this game just looks bad. Like they shouldn't have announced that game yet. Yeah, no, that game wasn't that game wasn't ready for the public. No. Um, so New World is 
the new MMO that everybody's talking about. Um, so I, it, I gotta say, we we gave this game a hard time when we first talk about it. It looks like they've made some pretty big strides because they got a lot of hate from their their beta test that they did or alpha test, whatever they called it. Um, people were very, very critical of that test. And in particular, how the PvP worked and how the combat worked. Um, and it sounds like they've made a lot of updates to that. So I'll, I'll tell you, though, it still doesn't look fun. I have zero interest in playing this game. Like, yeah, I can tell you, though, there are a few people that are like, I love these games. I'm going to play this game. And I'll tell you right now, if you love PvP centric MMOs, this is probably the premier one that everyone's going to be playing. But I can also tell you it's going to be the one where only the people that do nothing but play this game are going to continue playing this game. And I would take anything coming out of Amazon Game Studios with a very big grain of salt at this point. And even yeah. if you want to play it, I would spend the absolute least amount of money to do so. Because this is one of those games that has a very high likelihood of being sunsetted a year after it launches. I, I honestly wish they would just cancel this game. Because I feel like they're trying really hard to generate so, hype for it, and they're like nobody fucking cares, and it doesn't. So they've canceled, look like it's getting any better. So they've I don't... canceled almost every Amazon Studio game that has been announced. Um, I, I like three out of four, like three quarters, ninety percent of their games. Um, they've canceled like after announcement and showing it to the public, and even beta tests. Um, and even in some cases, people have pre-ordered games that they have canceled. Um, and I think this is one of those games that would have been that way, but I think too much money was dumped into it. And yeah, I feel like they, we have to release something. They, they have to release this game. And I think they probably did give it their God's honest best try to make it better. I think it's still going to be a dumpster fire and people are going to be really upset when they buy it. Well, I'm like, I don't even know that anyone's going to buy it. Like I'm looking at the developers in this like showcase and they don't even look excited about this game. No, they're just like, yeah, no, we made it. There's like, there's combat, there's PVP. They're just Um, hoping it doesn't get canceled. They're hoping it makes enough money for them to keep their jobs. They're hoping that they uh, can know. have their name in the credits so they can use that on their next job and be like, look how hard I worked on something that got canceled. Hire me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a happy person from Amazon games. I don't think I've ever seen a happy person from Amazon. That's that's true. They, they don't exist. <laughs> Amazon, please get the fuck out of video games. Somebody made a really good analogy today, and I, for, I, God, I can't remember where it was or who said it. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember who it was, but they basically said that Amazon is becoming the dollar tree of online retailers where they just push the absolute cheapest, worst thing just to have pure volume and have most people shop there because everybody goes there knowing the thing they buy is only going to last one or two times or a week or two. 
Um, but they're also going to pay a tenth of the price of the thing that would last them a long time. So people go there for the quick fix and not actually for the thing they really want. And I think that's extremely true. Like, unless I'm buying something that just happens to be cheaper on Amazon, like if I'm going to go like shop computer parts, I'll go and like order on Amazon if it's cheaper there. And like, I get free shipping on stuff. So if I need something like, next day or in two days and like i just hadn't thought about it and it's available on there i'll buy it because they they it's just like dollar tree or whatever your dollar store is um they do carry some name brand stuff it's just you got to kind of luck out and get the thing that you're looking for because it's not always there um and their prices usually at worst are around the same price as everybody else yeah so it's I, I use it more for the convenience of the shipping more so than the actual, you know, product itself. Oh, whenever I look for something good, I don't go to Amazon. So I, I mean, most of the stuff I buy, quality is not an issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's if I just need a thing, I'm like uh, Amazon will have it. Or like, so a good example, like I needed this. This is a really weird example. I needed a pack of hooks to fly, to tie flies with for fishing. And it's a very specific hook with like a product number. And one of the nice things about Amazon is you can type in that product number. And I was able to get it the same day without paying any extra. And it was $20 cheaper than the other guy. So I got a hundred hooks for $8 the same day. Like I would drive to the store and buy it. Whereas if I went to the store and bought it, it would have cost me $25. So, like, they definitely have their perks. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, we're not talking about Amazon. We're talking about no. uh, Rocket League and the Fast 9 crossover. No, we're not. It's Rocket League um, and the Fast 9 crossover. I don't think any discussion which is warranted there. The only thing worth mentioning is that they're actually, like, it's kind of like Overwatch when they have like the anniversary event or something where you can only buy a skin during the event. They're bringing back stuff that you can only get during this crossover event. No, they're not. Um, no, well, they're, they're sending it as a bundle DLC like they've done with every other promotion they've done. Well, so you, you were previously able to buy the Nissan Skyline skin and they're letting you buy it again during this event. And then the new whatever vehicle, as well as the old Charger. Um, so there's one new vehicle and two returning vehicles for this DLC. Um, so I guess if you're into Rocket League and Fast and the Furious, cool. Um, it's it's Rocket League. It's the same thing. The skin is car you like see from movie. Okay, and so... The next game, I think, is probably one of the most hilarious things I've seen in a long time. So, Vampire the Masquerade's Blood Hunt. Um, the reason this is hilarious to me is this game is going to end up coming out before the game that was announced before this game. That is supposed frustrating to be out before as... this game was announced. <laughs> I was really hoping Blood Hunt was just a renaming of uh, Bloodlines 2. Yeah. And then when I found out it was an entirely different game, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it didn't look particularly good. I like it. I don't think it's your kind of game. 
It's not it looks like it looks I, like a a more comprehensive Dead by Daylight, and honestly, I'm okay with that. I don't think there's anything However, wrong with it. I just didn't well, think it looked particularly well made. There is one thing wrong with it, and that is there's another game on this mm-hmm. list that is the same kind it's, of game and better. Um, so we'll get to that one. I, it, it doesn't look like a bad game. It looks like a fun DVD S kind of game. We'll see what it's like when it comes out, but I don't think there's any reason to be excited about it when dead by daylight's still going strong. Um, hunt is still out there. There are still Friday the 13th for some reason. Um, uh, I think that's getting shut down. No, they shut down. So they like shut down the official servers or something like that, but then there's some other way. I don't know. A lot of people are playing it now. It's like free to play or something. Okay. Um, there's no reason to play that game, but people are still playing it. So like, I found out people are I playing don't... on a bootleg Heroes of New Earth server. So there's people making worse decisions. True. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any reason to be excited about blood hunt i feel like the majority of people that play vampire the masquerade games just don't really want this kind of game yeah because usually when i think vampire the masquerade i feel like that's more of like andrew's kind of shit where it's a little more story focused and in depth right um yeah i don't know fuck blood hunt i really want bloodlines too i want to know where the fuck that's at I, you know what? I'll be totally honest with you. I've given up on that game. I think that's going to be a travesty. Um, I think that game is going to be one of those pure marketing games where people buy it and then either just don't really keep playing it or refund it because it's so fucking bad. Um, I disagree. And the reason why is because the original Bloodlines game was utter fucking garbage. Um. I don't think anybody could play that game then or now and tell me any differently. I mean, that game is essentially unplayable from the time it came out without like 10 years worth of community made patches to make the game playable. And yet it's still a cult classic that people that play vampire fucking love. So they will put up with literal garbage for years at a time. I think it'll do just fine. Oh, when your community when your community will put up with literally the worst possible shit for years and years and years i i feel like you're fine just just make bloodlines too already I'll, I'll throw this out there too i think there's probably like a 25 or greater percent chance that that game actually just gets straight up canceled i am more i think that's more likely and it's kind of um, what i'm afraid of because like as bad as bloodlines was I really like the World of Darkness like universe, and I I loved the Hunter the Reckoning games. I think and people I really... like I think people like what they come up with in that universe on their own more than they actually like the stuff that the developers and writers create. But I think one of the things about their worlds and Bloodlines was absolutely like this was it kind of tried to create a world that you could just be a part of. Mm-hmm. It was fairly linear in a lot of respects, but it really did try to like make you go like make your own story out of the kind of story that we wrote. So um, I think there's. I don't think they did great, but I feel like with Bloodlines Two, we have the chance to do better. 
and they just haven't shown us shit, and now they're showing us other shit, and I'm like... I think there's a really good chance that Bloodlines gets canceled on the grounds that the developers basically... Like, I can't think of a lot of other games where they literally just took the game from their developer and gave it to a different one and said, try to do better. Um, I, I think it's going to be one of those things with like Duke Nukem where you end up getting like a bastardized version of what some other studio was trying to make and they just tried to fix it. And I hope that's not the case, but like how often do you hear of like, we fired this whole studio and gave it to a different developer. Like that's really concerning. Um, That's some what happened material right there. Like there's a, I would say there's a greater than 35% chance that game just never comes out. Um, the fact that they're still allowing people to pre-order it and stuff, I think is probably a bad idea. Um, and the only reason that game comes out is maybe because they've got so many pre-orders that people haven't canceled because they're just diehard fans. Um, but I think there's a lot of disappointment to be had there and I hope it's great, but like, the only thing we have ever seen from that game is a cinematic trailer that wasn't that spectacular. Yeah. So it had some pretty cool artwork. Like I, I used a couple of the assets to make a pretty cool, uh, streaming overlay. I mean, Um, we'll see what happens with the rest of E3. Like maybe they want to hold that off for a little bit later and show us something, but it's not uh, a good look that they, they showed off a whole different game. That was announced and is coming out before the game that was delayed that was supposed to be out before it was announced. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's not, a bad that was supposed to come out like That was supposed to come out like what, like last year? Yeah. Yeah, and we still haven't heard anything. Well, yeah, because they I, had I to don't... fucking start over. Like, that game shouldn't come out for like five years, if we're being honest. This is depressing. We have to move on. <laughs> um, so it doesn't doesn't really get better. Um, the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes by Supermassive Games comes out two days before my birthday. Um, so the problem I have with this game is it's it's basically another uh, Evolve or Predator game from what I can tell. I don't think so. Someone plays the monster and everybody else plays the soldiers. I don't I don't think so. I got am I wrong? I don't uh, probably. It's cuz I've I've seen the other two Dark Pictures anthology games. I actually wanted to pick them up. I didn't they, know what they were. I've never heard of this. They are, it is a, a another studio that has basically ended up making uh, Telltale games. That's Except shame. yeah, but they are like uh they're very dark and they're very mature what what is Unlo- the gameplay style though are they like just shooters no no t- they're telltale games oh, okay so it's like a it's like a story game yes because this is by supermassive yes right yeah but they so they have two other uh games before they are the ones that did uh man of medan and little hope mm-hmm. um i i haven't seen too much of little hope i do want to play that one 
But Man of Medan was uh, it fucking, it was good, and it was pretty long, and there was a lot of different choices you can make. Um, and the a lot of people really like that Man of Medan, so maybe, I, I guess I just assumed from the gameplay trailer what it was. The, the gameplay, I had to look it up too, because the gameplay trailer makes it look like something else entirely. This is an awful fucking gameplay trailer. Um, but no, it, it should be more like quick time events and like story stuff. And, and don't like, get exploring. me wrong. I don't want a game where I do quick time events either. I'm not interested, but like, I'm more interested in that than I am another Evo. Yeah. Well, and so the dark pictures anthology so far, the stories have been pretty fucking good. They've been pretty good and pretty realistic kind of stories. Okay. So nothing wrong I, with I that. Think, like I'm, I enjoy watching people play those games too. Yeah. To be fair. And that's one of those things. If you don't want to do the quick time events, then just watch somebody play them. Cause the stories are usually, you know, worth watching the time. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Some of the comments on the YouTube, uh, trailer are people talking about how it's going to make for an excellent movie night. It's literally, that's what everybody thinks about this game. Um, um, so the next game on here is uh, Tales of Arise, which is basically another Tales game, like Tales of Zestria, etc. I'll be um, honest, I've, I've played none of them, and I, I, I've, I've watched wanted to. play them, and like I won't play them, but again, this is one of those games, I don't mind watching people play them, I just, I'm not into playing these games myself. It, they all it look good. way. They all seem way too weeby for me to care about. Yeah, they are. Like the, these games are pretty weeb extreme. Um. So yeah, I guess if you're into the Tales games, cool. You're getting a really good one. You're, you're um, getting another Tales game. They look. It looked good. Like for what it is, it looked like a nicely made game. Um, and that's pretty early, like September 10. That's soon. Um. Sky Children of the Light for the Switch, uh, June 29th. Uh, doesn't look like a game that I want to play. Um, it's like uh, Ico for like eight year olds. So I guess if you liked Ico and you have an eight year old, maybe consider this. Yeah, it, it looks like a, a port of a game that people will like if they're into that style of gameplay. Um, it looks pretty specific. Um, yeah. So the planet of Lana, Lana, Lena, Thunderful, wishfully. I wish they wouldn't put those words there. Um, I don't I, remember this I'm, game at all. I'm seeing the trailer for this just now. Um, but this trailer looks really dumb. Okay, so I, just... I vaguely remember seeing this. It's basically like a kind of like a. This is just a point-and-click puzzle a, game. It's a light platformer story game. Very, very cool. minimal challenge, mostly story-based. It it has a nice look. It I, has I a nice look. I, I, I don't mind platformers or adventure games. I'm kind of a fan of both. But there's a few games in this style that like I just don't care about. This is one of those games that is going to require just enough attention to play it to annoy you to get the story. It's like, like you mentioned before, it's like, it's not made for a child, but it's also not made for adults that are looking for like 
an interactive experience. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's probably plenty of, especially female streamers that, once again, like my sister, who like to do these kind of like platformers and side scroller puzzle games. Um, yeah, I think there's I think there's a decent market for this, and it looks it looks good. It I look like bad. the artwork for sure. It, it looks nice. I'll give it. Uh, you that. know, if she or one of my other streamer friends plays it, I'll probably watch it, but I don't see me ever buying it. So I just want to throw this out there. Um, I just lit a cigar and it tastes like French fries. That's amazing. Like, I'm not mad about it, but that's a really weird thing to have happen. Um, anyway, we got, yeah, we got to hurry up and make it through the, the rest of these so uh, I can go over one. Cause I, I want to buy one myself. Um, yeah. Okay. Look, so they, they gave us two skins and they, no, they told, no, us they didn't, we they they gave us absolutely nothing. Those are not skin reveals, okay? No, Those, they're actually... what you were saying before. They are palette swap reveals that nobody fucking needed. Can we can we find a, an in-between with some of this shit? Like, we've got Bethesda on one hand that'll be like, yeah, we're making this game. We'll tell you more about it in, like, five or six years. And then you've got Overwatch that every two seconds is like, we're still working on Overwatch 2. Here's some more terrible basic vanilla shit that's not interesting to let you know that we're still working on it here's a dance animation that we came up with in five minutes and thought was pretty cool shut the fuck up overwatch like these baptiste and somber skins are awful and you would have been better off if you just let's pick two characters that nobody gives a fat fuck about (laughs) like let's pick the two least likable characters and and announce skins that we've already shown off in a different color. Matter of like, fact, if you told me that for Overwatch 2 you were deleting Sombra, that would have been a bigger reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of great. adding characters, we've decided to remove half of them. Great. <laughs> great. Thank you. Um Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Uh it kind of looked bad to me. Like I wanted to think that looked cool. Um You didn't like game, it? I thought it looked like a game that needs another couple years in development, and I hope it plays better than it looked from what I saw. Because I like D&D games, but I didn't think it looked like it played particularly well. It looks like Dark Alliance. Yeah. So, like, I'm happy with that, I guess. I mean, I hope it's not real expensive, because it looks like a cheap remake to me. Oh, I'm not paying more than 30 bucks for this at all. But, uh... But it does look like it's something that I'll have fun with. Like, I know I have a friend or two that'll definitely join me on this. And it definitely looks like one of those games where, like, if you're going to play it, you might as well play it with other people. Yeah. It's like, it, it, does, it. it doesn't look like a fun solo experience at all. Um, but no, I'm excited. It looks very basic. But, like, it's a basic D&D hack and slash. I'm fine with that. And it comes out in, like, a week. Oh, shit. Okay. A week and a half. Yeah, I mean... It's it's nothing that looks amazing, but it looks fun. I, I'm it excited. It looked okay. Like I I wasn't upset at it, but I was just like, all right, I guess, sure. There's someone <laughs> yeah. who'll play that. That one caught me off guard a little bit. I was just like, oh, okay, dark. I mean, I guess because they're doing Baldur's Gate three, but I'm more interested right. in understanding where we're at with uh, Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> was like, wait, this isn't the game I care about. Um. <laughs> So Paladins is getting a crossover with something. I don't know what it is. It's some anime shit, I think. I Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Genlock is. Yeah, I, I don't have a clue. I, I saw the trailer and I'm like, 
I don't know what I'm looking at. I assume it's just skins that you'll probably have to get out of blind boxes that cost twice as much, if I had to guess. Um, so Genlock... is real bad about that. Genlock is apparently a web series created by Rooster Teeth. Oh, I did which... hear something about Rooster Teeth. But I that looked didn't actually... Fuck. I didn't even know Rooster Teeth still existed, to be 100% honest. And yeah. to be fair, this series looks generic as fuck. Yeah, they were like, hey, what if we took the colors and made characters that all are color-coded and made an anime about it? You mean like Voltron? It, it, yeah, but without the yeah, robot. It's like Voltron or like Power Rangers, but if they tried to make every single character look like a randomly generated character for like a gameplay development test. Yeah. Like this is like, your default right. character for this NDA uh, beta test. Yeah. Great. I guess. I don't know. I don't play enough paladins to care and I don't know what Genlock is. So none of this speaks to me. Don't worry. Like... Cause they're going to charge a lot of money for it. And a bunch of people are probably going to go buy those skins, try the game and then be like, I don't want this. Well, I hope they enjoy being slightly poor. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> The next so, game is all you. I know nothing about this. So I think you would like this game more than the rest of the Monster Hunter games. Yeah, I think you were telling um, me that before, because we've heard of this game before, right? So there, there is a previous Monster Hunter Stories game, obviously, as this one is number two. Um, they didn't really show anything new. They just kind of showed the trailer. Um, I, I think it's going to be super fun, but if you don't like, like the art style, thing? you're going to hate it. Yeah, so it's a turn-based RPG. Um, and you actually play kind of as the monsters instead of, uh, just playing as your hunter, as it were, you're actually more of a writer, like a, a monster writer. Um, so yeah, it looks cool to me. Like, I, I think it's going to be super fun to play. It's, it's largely story based with, uh, turn-based combat. Um, so if you like monster hunter and you like turn-based combat, it's the game for you. Yeah, I, I saw the the trailer for the first one, and it looked uh, it looked all right. So I haven't I haven't played it, but I'm willing to. And this doesn't look I I I always hated the Monster Hunter gameplay. I always thought the gameplay and the menus were horrific, even in Monster Hunter World. But like, there's not. There was enough about the Monster Hunter... It's a cool world. ...like, universe. Like, the cool monsters and weapons and armor and shit. Like, it made me want to like the games. I just didn't. So, like, the idea of there being, like, a turn-based story game... Fine. Sure. At least you, yeah, can, I'm, I'm at least you can enjoy the world without being offended by the rest of the gameplay. Basically, yeah. Um... So the next game, we had to listen to a bad Weezer song to see footage of in the background, kind of. Um, I don't quite know what it was, other than it kind of looked like a... Uh, um, gosh, what's that shitty game that Titus likes to play all the time and torture us with? Um, it's not Fallout Guys, or Fall Guys... Um, it's like getting over it, or not getting over it. God, I can't think of the name of the game. 
um you you played it with titus do you remember what i'm talking about where you have to like grab onto stuff and like solve puzzles with the little guys that have shitty controls yeah no i have no idea what that's called um it reminds me of that but like on like jet skis and wave runners and boats is basically just tony hawk but they replaced skates with boats and then also added shooting people i was gonna say i saw somewhere someone was shooting their opponents i assume it's like a mario knockout mode sort of thing like a mario kart combat arena thing um but they were doing like you know kick against the wall and spin your boat like a skateboard um I don't know. It looks it's really, it's really obvious that they're trying to just do the whole, like it's cute enough for kids and cute enough to sell merchandise, but they're also trying to bring like the vaporwave aesthetic thing in there to try and like sell to the hip millennials. They can fuck off with this shit. It looks awful. Yeah, I, I would say this was probably one of my least favorite things I saw at the game event. Um, so endless dungeon looked cool. So I, you know, I'm a big fan of the uh, endless games. Um, I have owned every single endless game. I own everything that Amplitude has made up till now, including all of the DLCs. I'll be honest; I um, thought there was already a game called Endless Dungeon. You are almost correct. There's a game called Dungeon of the Endless. Okay, I was like, uh, I know which was, I've heard that before. Which was one of the first games before they like made the naming convention. Like after that game, everything was Endless Something. Because you had uh, Endless Legends, Endless Space, and Endless Space 2. And they realized, like, Dungeons of the Endless was good, but, like, it being one of their first games, now that they've got more money and they've got more experience, they're like, you know what? That wasn't a bad game. Maybe we should try and By the way, remake this is, it. This is exactly how my game dev tycoon naming convention works. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, this could be a simulation in that game, because that's exactly what I'd do. I'd be like, oh, I got a hit game, but I'm going to name it something else so that I can make the space version and the fantasy version and the hacking version and the cops and robbers version. Well, and the best part is they're all in the same universe. Yeah. Like, Endless Legends happens in the same universe as Endless Space and Dungeon of the Endless. And so, like, you get used to, like trying to figure out what part of the history it's in. And there's like similar races that you run into and shit. And I'm here for that. But also you don't need to know any of that shit to enjoy any of the games individually. Um, but dungeon of the endless. So the way that that game worked, and I'm assuming endless dungeon works in a similar way is that you would pick a character and all the characters have their own little like you abilities and you can take up to, I think like three uh, friends on top of that to go with you. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get through like a certain amount of levels, which depends on different things. But like, let's say on easy mode, it's like 10 levels. So you have to protect a crystal. You have to find and protect a crystal that you can like power up or whatever to go to the next level. Yeah. And as you unlock more parts of the ship looking for that crystal, like, shit just attacks, and you have to build defenses and get upgrades. It's a very roguelike game. Yeah. And this game, it, unfortunately, all the combat was automatic in the first game. Like, your character just, they have whatever weapon you gave them, and if they encounter an enemy, they shoot it. And so it was more about making sure they were at the right place at the right time. This game looks a little more twin-stick shooter. It looks like you might actually get to shoot them yourself. 
Um, and the graphics are vastly improved because the first game was like all pixel. And this has some very nice, you know, Unreal 4 3D shading and all that fucking shit. Um, I don't know. I, I love the Endless games, and I love Dungeon the Endless, and this looks like a uh, massive improvement of a reboot, so I'm super stoked to play this game. And honestly, like, I think you would like it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm I'm anxious to see what it looks like when it comes out. Um, uh, when's this one? When when's this post? Oh, it's still to be announced. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and Amplitude's one of those studios where like they're still making uh, content for virtually all the games that they've made so far. Like Dungeon of the Endless might be the only game they're not still making content for. So I'm. That's one of those things that I'm excited about because you know that if you like the game and you want to keep playing it, more content will keep coming out for years to come. Which is cool. That's that's really yeah. good. Um, so the next next game, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, it's already out. Came out today. Um, when you're hearing this, it's probably the next day. Um, but it came out the 11th of June, and from all accounts, this is one of the best games to come out on the PS5, and it's a great Ratchet and Clank game, maybe the best. And I love Ratchet and Clank. Um, but I won't be playing it because I don't have a PS5, so that's disappointing. I don't have a PS5. I've never played a Ratchet & Clank game. I don't ever want to play a Ratchet & Clank game. Not that I don't... Not that I think that they're bad. They just look... I'll play Spyro. Like, I don't know. They they look like the same as any other kind of, they, like, platform. It was kind of the same sort of game, yeah. they It had the wonky guns, and it had some pretty funny adult-ish jokes. Yeah, the dialogue um, and the characters seem neat and everything. Like, but like, also if you kind of didn't grow up with them, like, there's this is kind of the first one I think I'll, I've seen a ton of streamers be like, I've never played one of these, but everybody says this one's great, so I'm gonna try it. Um, I've never heard anyone be like, Ratchet and Clank is great. I'm getting a console for this until this game. Um, except people can't just go get a console for this because they're sold out everywhere so people are like if you've got one get this game because there's not a lot out um so i guess if you're into ratchet and clank great if you have a ps5 if you don't have a ps5 (laughs) probably play this you know in a year or two i'm expecting this game to not be that good just because it's releasing at such an unfortunate time because it looks like a good game. It looks fine. I don't know. I probably still wouldn't play it even if I had a PS5, but... I, I think it's one of those just... games you'd have a good time if you played it. Yeah, but, but like, I'm not it's going, not out, worth of going way. out of your way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, I mean, if you're talking about you have to have a PS5 and then also probably like Ratchet and Clank, or at the very least have a, a child of the appropriate age... So I've heard um, that this is one of those Ratchet and Clank games where you don't have to like Ratchet and Clank because it's just a legit good game. Um, I just don't know that many people are going to buy it if they don't already like Ratchet and Clank, I guess. I, I think this is one of those games that's successful because every person that owns a PS5 is going to buy it um, because they want PS5 games and everybody says this is a good one. So regardless of being a fan or not, I think it just it's successful just by like statistics alone. I think it's probably good too. I'm excited for the few people that play PS five. 
Yeah, I, I don't have a problem <laughs> with PS5. I I don't think my PS4 is particularly good. Um, like I didn't like the PS3 or the PS4, and I'm not I, gonna I buy like a PS4, PS4 or. I, I look. I liked the PS2. I haven't cared yeah. since then. Um, my and, PS3 and it's, it's... is still running, and it's still really, really solid. My Xboxes don't last as long, and I thought the Xbox uh, One was a pretty shitty console, and it had oh, a lot of problems. Was. Oh, for sure. But, like, I have to say my experience with the Series X is that thing works fucking perfectly. Um and I'm super impressed with how it looks and runs and the amount of free games. Like if somebody was like, you can't buy another video game, but you can have like a subscription service, but only one, I would a hundred percent pick Xbox live game pass ultimate, whatever it is. Um, because there's like literally hundreds of games on there. It's like having a steam library and they just keep adding more and more. And there's like, I actually have a backlog of games on there to play. Um, and they're free with my subscription. If I was going to play a console for any reason, it would be Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm still not getting I, a PS4. I have that on my PS4. Xbox. I, yeah, I, I I don't have a console, and that game still isn't making me buy a console, so I guess I'm just not buying a console. Like, I fucking know. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I have uh, the... Final Fantasy VII Remake downloaded. I haven't played it yet because, like, I I probably won't. I should probably just delete that um, because I watched someone play the whole thing. Like, I don't think the gameplay is all that inspiring. Like, it's definitely different. I'm I'm here mostly for the story, and I've avoided as much of that game as possible because I'm like, right. eventually, it's coming to PC. Exactly. And I play or I watched the whole game and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's Final Fantasy seven. But like the first disc neat. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I might try it at some point, but I, I don't know. I'm stoked for people that have a PS five and got to play as Yuffie. That's cool. Because um, she came out like today or yesterday on there somehow. Um. But uh, the next game on the list is Far Cry 6, um, which I'm shocked to see that I'm kind of excited for. Um, This is one of those games that, like, I can't wait for this game to go on sale. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I I gave up on the Far Cry games. Like, fucking that whole series. I've played, like, the intro to like three of them since far cry two, but I haven't stuck with it since then. Um, and this one looks different enough that I think it might be interesting and I might actually play the whole thing. Um, however, I'm not going to pay full price for this game. Um, I I'm very confident that this is one of those games that we'll get for free on game pass in like a month or two. Like, I, I think with, the sales on that thing are going to tank. Yeah, I, it's going to be $20 for the near of coming out. Like, I don't fucking... Far Cry is kind of a series that didn't really have anywhere to go. Yeah. And I don't care about it. I, I like this one purely for the setting. Like, I like that it's in Cuba. Um, I like that they're letting you make makeshift guns and mod them and stuff. That's cool. 
That's actually my favorite part so far. Um, and that you have pets instead of like people to come help you, like have an alligator or like a wiener dog with a cart for its legs to distract people. Um, that's pretty cool. But like, it's a hundred percent one of those gimmicky games that's overproduced and overpriced. Um, and I don't think I think once people get past like the the new weapons and like abilities and skills and stuff like the pets and whatnot. I think people are going to play it like every other far cry game that's ever made. for sure. This looks like far cry three with different stuff. And like I played far cry three plenty, so I guess I don't care. Um, fall guys near automata crossover fucking cool. I guess self-explanatory. Um, Genshin Impact, they literally just showed a trailer with a new character that you can spend too much money on to try to get from blind boxes, so don't. Um, Deviation Games, new PlayStation IP, don't even know what that is. Uh, well, that's, it's... that's the trailer with all the people wearing the shirt, but like, they didn't show anything. Yeah, so there's... A developer called Deviation Games, and they're making a new IP for PlayStation. That's going to be revolutionary and change games, because everybody literally says that. Like, they actually said that. I expect that company to go under by 2025. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, Okay, so one we're actually interested in. Fantastic. So is this the Left 4 Dead remake thing? Okay. So Back for Blood is the new Left 4 Dead game made by the people that made Left 4 Dead that left Valve. And it looks exactly like Left 4 Dead. Uh, Which, to be fair, is literally just what everyone has been asking for. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, no, we don't need a lot of innovation. Like, just modernize it and give us, like, Left 4 Dead 3. Um, That's literally what they did. You do not know how many times I've had people just within the past couple of months, be like, you know what I really want to do? I want to play Left 4 Dead 2. I'm like, you know what? I don't because that game is awful now. But a Left 4 Dead 3 would be great. (laughs) Right. Like, I, You know what? I loved Half-Life 2, but I don't really want to go back and play it now. But I'd be pretty stoked on a Half-Life 3 about now. Yeah. It seems Um, about time for a Half-Life 3, doesn't it? About 20 years overdue, but here we are. Um. But no, yeah, I, I, I think uh, Back for Blood, I think that's going to be a successful game. I think a lot of people are going to play it and stick around if it's not terrible. I think there's um, a lot of people that have been wanting this game for a fucking while, so absolutely. And like, again, Vermintide was basically like a Left 4 Dead style game, but again, it's one of those over-engineered, over-complicated, and overly difficult games. Well, I think with Vermintide, you have the added problem of it being Warhammer, I don't think that was a good direction to go. Because Warhammer, it's like Vampire the Masquerade. People have heard of it, and it's got its own... They were really it's, stuck it's, with what they could do. It's It's got its own baggage. So as soon as you tell someone it's a Warhammer game, you can tell them it's a Left 4 Dead-style game all you want. People are either in or they're out. And most of the people that are there for Warhammer are out <laughs> I, I don't think that was a good direction to go like i love um, warhammer but i hated the gameplay in that game yeah well that's the thing they didn't really make it for anybody like i don't really know what the point was other than somebody was like we want this style of game 
let's put it in the Warhammer universe, and more people should have been like, don't do that. And that game was as much a puzzle game as a survival shooter game, because you you really had like a few specific solutions to survive scenarios that you had to do and it was less about being able to like shoot zombies well or rats well or whatever you know vermin or chaos warriors um it was more about like stand in the right place and use the right items and it's fine and know where to go find all the special items um it was less like left for dead where you're just kind of like trying to navigate the zone and survive. Um, it was way more focused on figure out the puzzle and maybe you'll live. Maybe. Um, this game looks, I mean, it literally, Jesus Christ. It's literally I, I, there's, Left 4 Dead. There's no way to explain this game other than being like, yeah, it's Left 4 Dead, but they modernized it. Mm-hmm. That That's it. And you know what? I'm I'm a thousand percent here for this. Literally I, I'm, made I'm by ready. the people that made Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead, yeah, and it, it comes out right before Halloween. I, it's fucking. I, I don't. I've never heard of Turtle Rock Studios, but you know what? You have. I'm you already, just don't recognize them. Idea. What else they made? Oh, let me look it up here. Because I, I know... I'm, I'm here. This this kind of marketing, this demographic work, this this kind of game. Like, I, you know what? I'm here for these people. Uh, they made Left 4 Dead Evolve. Okay, those are the two games. Well, I didn't give a shit about Evolve. But it, it's the people that made Left 4 Dead. That's why you know them. Well, okay. But I didn't know them as Turtle Rock Studios. Is what I mean. Right. But they literally, like, it was Turtle Rock Studios that made Left 4 Dead with Valve. Huh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they stopped making Evolve. <laughs> I, I think they are as well. Because, um, yeah, that was a bad time for everybody. Um, Tunic looked like a Unity game that one guy made. And it had one of the weirdest things at this event where the guy's voice... It sounded like he had a throat problem and maybe had a child sleeping that he didn't want to wake up because he was, like, very hoarsely whispering throughout the presentation. Um, and the game looked okay, I guess. You basically play as a fox that's dressed up like Link from Zelda. Yeah, I was going to say, this is basically just Legend of Zelda. But it's which... it's pretty much like this guy wanted to make Zelda in Unity and decided to sell it, and somehow it got popular. You know what? It doesn't look like a bad game. It looks I, I think if you like Zelda games um, and you're, you're you're tired of just looking at the same old Zelda aesthetic... Yeah, this looks neat. If you've maybe got a kid, you want to introduce them to Zelda, but the games are the original games, especially are too outdated. Yeah, this is the, this is probably a good place to start. It doesn't look like a bad game. I, I'm with you. I don't know that I'm. I'm not excited all that about it, but like, it looks like the guy did a nice job. Yeah, um, looks good. So this next game, I'm actually kind of interested in uh, Tribes of Midgard, which is. It's got a little bit of the aesthetic of Valheim, and the gameplay is basically uh, base defense at night, and then exploration and resource gathering, and like dungeon delving in the daytime. And you can play with a bunch of friends, and like build up your base and your defenses and auto defenses and stuff. It seems pretty cool. 
This looks literally just like Valheim with slightly different colors and camera. Mm-hmm. But it's a little great. more combat heavy. I don't know that I like that at all. I, I don't know. If the combat's it's... better, because the combat's bad in Valheim. It is. But it doesn't look good here either. I, I don't know. It's we'll one see. of those games where, like, if if I know enough people that play it, maybe I'll pick it up. But If it's cheap, I'll try it out. This seems like a game like everyone's going to play for, like, a week, and then I'm never going to hear about it again. So I probably... This, there's so many of these games that are relying on you having other people that play it. Yeah. But there's like 20 of these fuckers coming out a month, every month. And everyone plays them for like a couple of weeks, and then you, you end up with a flavor of the week, for sure. Yeah, and so like, please stop making these fucking games. Um, Literally everybody, please stop making these fucking games. So I assume this is a game that you guys, you and Andrew and your sister will be pretty interested in the Evil Dead, the game. Okay, so I was tabling talking about Blood Hunt a bit until we got to this part, because this is it's basically literally that the game. same thing. Yeah, it's another Dead by Daylight game, except this time it's Evil fucking Dead, and it seems like they kept a lot of the humor in there, and it seems like uh, Bruce Campbell has a bunch of involvement with this game um i'm here for every part of this every part of this game looks fucking amazing if you like that style of game and if it's Um, if if the gameplay is solid too because this that is one of the types of games if they don't tune everything right it can feel really shitty really quickly from the looks of it well and it might feel that way because it looks like while blood hunt has more of the the dead by daylight feel this actually has more of the Friday the 13th thing going on. It seems like there's more objectives and more to do and a much bigger world. Seems like you're fighting, not just running. And yes, and that's how Friday the 13th was. And that's fine. I don't know. I didn't really like Friday the 13th all that much. Mostly just because I never had that many people to play with. And while you can work and talk to other people, everyone just kind of trolled each other, so that game got stupid quick. Yeah. Um, and I imagine this game is going to be the same, but the fact that it had a bigger, uh, more packed world with more objectives and some combat was always more fun. And then Friday the 13th just kind of fucking died. So, uh, that's fine. I like actually die. Yeah. I, I like evil dead more than Friday the 13th anyway. Like I'm here for it. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, I'm excited that my friends have a game they can play that's new. I would um, love to get you to play one of these games, but I know you have no interest. I, I honestly, there's nothing about that gameplay that is interesting to me. Like, I think I'd probably rather play like apex legends than play any of these games. I actually think you would like them if you got a couple of hours into one of them. And the worst part about it is, you know, I don't like horror games. I don't like survival games. I didn't want to play any of these games either. Like, I legit bought Dead by Daylight to play with Andrew. And I played it for, like, two rounds. And then I was like, no thanks. I'm never playing this again. And then didn't for a couple of years. Um, It wasn't until I agreed to, like, jump on and play with my sister. And I actually played it long enough to get somewhat good at it. That I realized those games are actually really good. 
and I cannot describe to you why. You you just have to play long enough to understand them, and I really wish there was a a better way for me to entice you to play them, but there's just fucking not. Yeah, like I, it's, it's like kinda... Dark Souls, where everyone says like if you if you play it long enough, it's one of the most rewarding games you'll ever play. And I always look at Dark Souls, and I'm like, I I get it, but it's hard for me to even get a whole hour into that game. Without I feel like that's to uninstall it. <laughs> like... I feel like that's something that someone says that didn't grow up with the original Link to the Past games and like the old school like Nintendo games. Like, yeah, dude, I played a lot of Ninja Turtles on the Nintendo, and it fucking sucked. Like, just because I got pretty good at it doesn't make it fun or good. It just made it to where I could impress my friends. Well, I think, like, with Dark Souls, I actually watched a video where somebody was talking about this the past week, where they said one of the reasons those games were really good was because... Like, there was a definite way to beat any, everybody. And you could beat it kind of however the hell you really wanted to, but you you needed to learn the moves of every enemy. You needed to learn the movements of every enemy. Like, it was very challenging, and it required you to do the work necessary to understand how every boss worked and how every mechanic well, worked. And you would have to die over and over again to really understand that. But once you play through it enough and you get into it you can basically it becomes run it well no no it becomes one of the most rewarding games you could possibly play and i that sounds wonderful but like for that game in particular i can't lose something that many fucking times and then want to keep playing it when i have 400 other games i would rather play (laughs) so that that actually is a really good description of like how i feel about games like valorant where, yeah, when you're really good at Valorant, it feels really good because you're, like, killing all the other players and, like, people are impressed and, you know, it feels really satisfying to get, like, you know, four or five kills. Like, even in Overwatch, when you get, like, a team kill, it feels really fucking good. But, like, I don't want to spend the hundreds of hours, thousands of hours in Valorant to get there because I did that with Counter-Strike. And you know what I can do? I can go play Counter-Strike and it's still relevant. So I'm, I, it's like, I already have that with a different game. I can't do that again. With Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th, the the beauty of those games is that you never had to be good at them. Mm -hmm. You just had to play long enough to not be bad at them. Well, I'm just comparing to like, uh, um, like the, uh, the hard game. What is it? Uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no. And that's one of the reasons I could never get into those games. It's the same premise where, like, you need to play those games for a couple of hours and get into them long enough to understand why they're enjoyable. And there's just no other way for me to explain to you why those games are good. You just need to play those for a couple hours with some friends. Well, and it's kind of like, the thing understand. With, like, if you go back and you play, like, Super Mario World, like... You just kind of have to play that game enough times to where you remember where to jump and, like, what enemies to avoid and, like, oh, I get the item here. Like, it it becomes gratifying when you can just run through a level and win and feel really cool doing it and stylish. And Dark Souls is, you know, kind of similar in that, like, once you've got a feel for it, 
you kind of know what to do and it, it becomes like, look what I can do more so than like, Oh God, I finally did it. Um, well, I mean, it has the, so, Oh God, I finally did it too thing on the other end. So like, I get why people are into it. See with like with dead by daylight, for instance, when I first started playing it, even when I started replaying it again with my sister, it was very much like, uh, I wasn't, super good at the skill checks like i hadn't really timed out how they worked all that well yet um i didn't really have sneaking down all that well or dodging like i didn't really understand like which way that i should turn or like what direction through things i should go and so like i died a lot and often and i fucked up all of my tasks and it was just a a goddamn travesty like it was awful all the time but i played for like a full weekend and then very rapidly after that, like after I started understanding what I was doing, um, me and my sister went from like yelling out of frustration constantly to just literally fucking with the other players. Like, you know, oh no, I'm almost done the last generator. I hope the killer doesn't find me. Oh, that's fine. He won't. I'm going to run up to his face and run circles around him for a couple of minutes. Have a really good cat and mouse chase. I have a lot of fun with it now. I didn't have so much fun with it the first few hours that I played with it. Right. The first few hours were kind of aggravating. Um, and Friday the 13th was the same. Like, that game doesn't really tell you what to do or what you should pick up or why. And it was very frustrating because I didn't know where to go or how to survive. I just kept dying over and over again, and that was it. Once I played a few hours of it, I was like, oh, well, now that I know what I'm doing, this game is really fun. But yeah. fuck, those first few hours are just not fun. Well, and that's like a really common trend in games now, too, is like the first few hours of games tend to not be fun. And that's really, really hard to deal with when, you know, like we had a long era of games that were like six hours long and taught you everything in the first 10 minutes of the game. And then it just kind of expounded on that. And now it's like, okay, well, you're going to play 10 hours of the game and now you can actually play the game. The world has opened up. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's, that's one of the things that like kind of put me off uh, breath of the wild. The first time I tried it was like, God damn, like I feel so weak and like, I don't know how to do anything. And you just spend hours going and collecting the basic abilities um and like you're doing tutorials hours into the game and i fucking hate that um i don't even like that shit in in rpgs like rpgs you have the double problem of like oh there's endless new mechanics now in a lot of these games but then also you have the like 20 novels worth of dialogue and story that you honestly didn't even need even if you care about the main plot yeah um and and every game is having that even shooters are having that fucking problem now i mean when we were sitting there ragging on uh god what was that new gears of war type game out was it no uh i wanted to say cursed but that's not it no not cursed um the one with like the the terrible outriders out is it was it outriders okay Yeah, even with Outriders, where I'm just sitting there like, I've been playing this game for a while, and there's been almost no gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been people talking and story, and I thought I was playing a fucking shooter. When I when I played Doom, original fucking Doom, the moment I turn it on, I just hit new game, and I start shooting stuff. Like, why the fuck is this taking so long? 
Well, and like, I honestly, I feel like that's why I like, um, out, what is it? Hired Gun, the 40K game, um, Necromunda. Um, the reason that that game feels so good is it's got that Doom-esque gameplay where it's just like you start the game off and like you're not like the super cybernetic badass that you are like halfway into the game but you're still a fucking badass and you start off with some pretty cool default weapons and the initial shotgun feels really satisfying and you just feel like you're rolling like there's not a big slowdown and occasionally there's like a little bit of a lull to kind of let you like just take a breather and then they throw you right back into the shit and it's like it has these really defined stopping points and like granted i feel like those levels are about 15 minutes too long they could have cut the levels into two parts and let you like change your gear out and stuff through a menu that's not terrible um but like they really nail the gameplay feel and the the pace Whereas, like, so many of these games are, like, feel bad for 10 hours and then you'll feel like a god. Like, there's very little in between. Whereas, like, it's kind of like that thing in World of Warcraft or, like, early MMOs where you're wearing, like, the chainmail belly shirt because it's got plus two stats from what you had previously that look cool. Yeah. So you look like a fucking hobo from the Middle Ages and you're, you know, killing wild boars and rabbits. Um, whereas, like, a game like Final Fantasy fourteen, you initially look really cool. And then you get alternate cool-looking uniforms and weapons later. Like, they totally did that better. And that's, like, another thing that I want to talk about. Like, we should probably do a podcast on this, actually. Um, the fact that Final Fantasy XIV actually surpassed um, the amount of people playing at one time that World of Warcraft did. Like, it, it is the most played MMO ever. Shit, really? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it was like yesterday or the day before. They actually, like, surpassed World of Warcraft um, as far as player base. So, um, we, we definitely should talk about that. Like, I'm... I'm totally going to get the new expansion and I canceled all my other like game subscriptions and stuff because I realized every other game that I play, I'm just like, I just feel like final fantasy does this better and it has a really good story that I enjoy and the combat is satisfying even if it's repetitive. Um, and there's enough to do like if you're bored with the, you know, if you're bored running dungeons or you're bored doing side quests, Go do the other one. Like, there's actually good, interesting dialogue and cool characters. Um, and the shit you do feels impactful. You know, it's really funny you say that, because I, I got a month of, uh, of World of Warcraft just to, just to try that out again. Because every now and then I look at it, and I'm like... Yeah, I did I, that too. I want to play World of Warcraft. And then I played for, like, an, literally every time. It's about an hour. And I'm like, fuck, this game sucks. See, I'll play it like hardcore for like two or three hours or two or three days for like six hours. And then I'll play another game and be like, what was I doing? This is yeah, so I, much more fun. 
See, I wasn't even able to do that back when the game was a lot more popular. Like, I remember I didn't even get into the game until near the end of Burning Crusade. And even when I played it, like, the only reason I played it as much as I did is because all of you guys were playing it. But otherwise, I'd be like, I played for like an hour or two and be I like, mean, fuck, this game I started, is not fun. I started playing <laughs> early 2005, like right around yeah. the time it launched. And I played that game for 10 plus years. Like, there was probably a four-year period where I literally didn't play any other games. Yeah, I I barely ever kept a subscription to World of Warcraft. Like I just never cared like, about it. But like every time I play World of Warcraft, I'm just like, man, I really wish I was playing Final Fantasy 14 instead. So let me grab a beer. Give me like two seconds, and I'm going to tell you a really fun story and the reason that I actually stuck with WoW. So give me one second. So let me tell you a story. Um, so I didn't unsubscribe from World of Warcraft. I had like the, I think it was originally it was a year subscription and then it went to a six month or maybe it was always six month. Um, but I had the longest sub you could have for the longest time. And I bought like a couple of years at a time when that game was new. So I took like, basically my graduation gift from college um, or high school rather was a laptop. And I looked into like what laptop was the most affordable thing that I could design with and play world of Warcraft. And it turned out it was a Mac. It was an iBook G four, I think is what it was. And it was like $1,100. That was my graduation gift from high school. My mom got me that. And then I took the money I got from other people and I bought World of Warcraft and I bought like a year or two of subscription time. And I didn't play anything else. Like I played that game nonstop, just sitting in a room by myself on a single like 12 or four. I think it was like a 14 inch screen. Um, it was a very small laptop. And I, I did nothing but like work and play that game for like two years straight. And then I went to college and played some other games, but I, I always kept my sub. I graduated college and I ran out of money. And I, I went to unsubscribe. And at the time they had a thing where it's like, Hey, call us instead of like hit the, you know, finalize unsubscribe. It was like, Hey, why don't you call us? So I called and I said, hey, I have to unsubscribe. I can't afford the subscription. I, I'm out of college and I don't have any money. And they said, hey, it's cool. I see that your account has been active and you've been subscribed for like four or five years, whatever it was at the time. We're just going to give you three months for free. Let us know if it works out. And if it doesn't, give us a call again and we'll give you another couple months like one of the super nicest people I'd ever spoken to in customer service. Like the guy was just like, Hey man, I get it. Like I'm in college and I'm working here as a side job. I know where you went to school. Cause we chatted about it and stuff. He's like, that's super cool that you went there. I'm sorry you're struggling. And it wasn't that I was struggling. I just hadn't gotten my first big job out of college or whatever. 
Um, but I just, I didn't want to spend, I didn't have another 50 bucks or whatever for three months. Um, and he's like, Hey man, here's three months of portal Warcraft subscription. Make sure you play the game, but make sure you, you know, keep up everything else outside of the game as well. And that was really cool. I was just like, you know what? Like that is worth me paying them you know, as long as I can. And I had an active sub to wow for over 10 years. Um, and it's, it's only been since like, uh, I want to say like warlords of Draenor or something like that, that I, I ended up letting my sub lapse because I was just like, I think my, uh, I, I got a new debit card and I just never updated my payment info and I forgot. And I went to go play it, check it or some point at some point and I was like, Oh, my sub ran out. Oh, well. And I, I just didn't worry about it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't, I remember everyone talking about it when classic came out, but like I was still young enough and without money that it was just like, I guess I don't care about this. Like I don't have the money for this. I don't have the computer for this. Well, that was the thing Um, for me is I didn't spend money on anything else when I was doing that. Like that's how I justified the cost is like I'm not going yeah, out I mean, anywhere. Like, I'm not like renting other games or buying other games. Like I legitimately did nothing else. I just legitimately had like no money. Like I needed a job and I was too young to go get a job. Like oh, I just I'm, couldn't fucking play. I mean, it. like, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I didn't have the money to to play other games at that point. But like I was working and like paying my bills. And I had no money left over. So like, I was like, well, I prepaid for like two years of this game. I'm going to do nothing other than play this game. So I was one of those people that was like super involved with my guild. I never did like end game content. I was always more of like a community player. Like I had a character on an RP server that I did like twice a week. Yeah. Um, Like I was really into the community and not so much like the, dungeon stuff like i've never been like a big group player Um, yeah no i think i think when that game came out i'm looking at the day i was about 14 so like i i i couldn't even go like really earn money to play like i just straight up couldn't it came out like right before i graduated high school so i was like yeah i 16 or 17 i was in how old are you now uh 31 okay so i'm like about, about to be 32 okay so i'm like three and a half years older than you. So yeah. I, yeah. 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 So I was like 17 when that game came out. Yeah. I was, uh, I was in, uh, I think freshman year, I was supposed to be a sophomore, but I had already failed a grade. So I was just like, I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I can't. The only people that I knew that played it were people that were either old enough to have a job or like their parents just gave them money. Yeah. Cause I, I was like, I was playing like cool. Starcraft and Diablo two before that yeah i was playing starcraft and diablo i wouldn't really play starcraft that, that much and, i played uh, a shit a shit ton of diablo too and i played uh a lot of command and conquer uh tiberium wars or whatever it's called tiberian sun yeah i played a bunch of tiberian sun i remember playing a bunch of warcraft uh well warcraft 2 and 3 mm-hmm. um but then when burning crusade came out Burning Crusade came out like a couple of months before I went to college. And shortly after I was in college, because I had a little spare money, 
and every like all of you guys played World of Warcraft. So I was like, yeah, fuck right. it. I guess I'll finally play this game. Yeah. Um, and then it was in what was it? Was it 08 that Wrath came out? Oh, I don't yeah. remember. So I had been playing it for like a few months, and then I remember a bunch of us went to the GameStop and did like the midnight release. That was like, really standing fun, in though. line and getting it. Yeah, it that was, was really cool. Because we had uh, somebody was walking around dressed like a night elf and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, that was and that was the cool thing. Like it, it, there was a cool community, and they started doing like the commercials and the crossovers and stuff. Like, it, it was an interesting time in video games. Um, it was like the, it was like just past the booth babe era where they had like the huge marketing budgets and shit. And right after that was kind of like the end of like the major marketing campaigns for games. Like world of Warcraft kind of ended that era. Um, it was like call of duty kind of took over at that point. Yeah. I feel like nowadays we're just like where the fuck are all the games why is everything getting delayed why is nothing fucking completed why does nothing fucking work when it's being released and back then the biggest problem was like jesus christ the fans of the top five fucking games of the year i'm gonna fucking punch all of them in the dick Mm -hmm. like that was the bigger problem there were too many fucking rabid fans right they were now like it was like sports fans for video games. I think you have more. I think now it's less about fandom and it's rushing to see who can shit on a game the quickest because almost every game that gets released in the industry, everybody looks at it and unanimously goes, yeah, no. Well, and don't get me wrong. Like we've shit on a lot of games, but yeah. that's because there's a lot of games that come out and we're just like, fuck, why, why did you why? do this? Yeah. No, every everyone's rushing to do it, and it's you know we're just reviewing shit. We've always been doing that, um, but it's hard not to. I mean, the, literally, some of the shit that they put out is so horrible, and from some bigger name companies, you're just like, like if you go back ten years and you tell people how bad Blizzard's going to end up doing in the future, nobody'd fucking believe you. Mm-hmm. Like, they had too many successes, too much money. Blizzard could do no wrong for a very long time. (laughs) Well, and if you look at Valve, like, it's similar. Oh, yeah. You know, they had the Half-Life games. They had Team Fortress. They had the Orange Box. They had Portal. And now it's just like, the fuck are they doing over there? Why Why do they exist? And it's just like, oh, they're just taking a cut of every game that's sold ever. Like they they're literally being paid to exist. Like I mean, why it. not though? I mean, they gave us Steam. I guess I'm fine with that. But I think it's really shitty that you that you haven't given everybody a Half Life Three because I feel like the community's kind of owed that, and you got the money to make that happen. I, I feel like they need to make that game and close that book just for closure because everyone agrees they can't make the game everyone wants, like. Half-Life 2 was what it is because they did something so different and their their physics engine was such a, a breakthrough. And there's... I, I don't know that you're ever going to get something so revolutionary again because everything feels like a half-step now. Technology moves so fast and everybody knows what everybody's doing. So, like, nothing's a surprise. Like, what are they going to do that's going to be on the level of Half-Life 2. Nothing. 
I don't know. I think at this point, um, like we just want closure to that story, right? Yeah. At this point, it's just like you know what? If you did Half Life Three, and then you you put a definitive end on there, and then you never made another fucking game, I don't think anybody would really care that much. Yeah. I like, mean, like, would we get excited about a Portal Three? Sure. Do we need a Portal Three? Nah. Do we need a Half Life Three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. We we need Half Life Three so that people can not ask for Half Life Four. Yeah, essentially. Like, give us the game and make it, you know, the end of Gordon Freeman. You know, he gets fucking eaten by a head crab and the game ends. Like, fine. You but realize what me throw shit with the gravity gun first. Do you know how much power Valve has right now? Like, we've been I mean, we've technically talked... all of it. Yeah, no, it's more than just all of it. Like, I think it, it goes beyond just the regular amount of ownership right now. Like, we've we've talked about how E3 has kind of just been, like, slowly dying over the years. But legit, if Valve just came out in the middle of pick an E3 and released substantial footage of Half-Life 3 out of fucking nowhere with no prior hinting towards it whatsoever... E3 would automatically become the most popular, like, watched fucking thing in video games for the next several years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the level of power. Like, he could single-handedly make or break several different parts of the industry so, at this point. Something that people have talked about, and I, I don't want to go deep into this because we should, we should wrap this up pretty quickly here. Um. Cause yeah, Jesus, I've slept like five hours in the last three days. Like it's been a, it's been a week. Um, not, not to say that I'm going to sleep tonight either, but they, uh, imagine for a moment, go look at your steam library. Okay. And now the only games that you have access to are the games that you currently have downloaded that don't require an always on internet connection. So for me, it's like, uh, like the old torchlight games, like the old action RPGs, like the old games, right. That are just like offline single player games. Like that's it that I have downloaded. Steam goes offline. They, they go bankrupt because, you know, Gabe Newell touched somebody and now they're out of business because they're bankrupt. Um, or the building blew up and the server farm burned down and they don't have the insurance to cover it and there was a problem and now Steam is bankrupt and this the whole system is shutting down. You don't technically own any of the games you have on Steam you own a license to access them through steam and their servers. So if steam ever goes away, you lose that entire library of games. Sure. Um, which means if you ever like upgrade your computer to a new computer and you've got all your, your games on, you know, a big hard drive, like a traditional platter hard drive, um, unless you install that in your new computer, you're not going to have access to the stuff that's on there either. So if steam were to ever go away, 
we lose thousands and thousands of dollars. Some people lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's how much power Valve has. Where it's like, I mean, we just negotiated a deal with the bank for our farm where we said, hey, you can either work with us and make a new deal or we can just default on our loan of like $3 million and you can eat the cost because we have nothing you can take. Um, They don't have a choice. So it's I feel like that's really except, any, except in their case, they don't care if they were to ever go bankrupt and lose steam and the steam servers go offline. They don't care about all the games that you lose because they're not making money. I don't, I don't think it's really that different than anything we've had before, though. Like, I've lost hundreds of dollars, at least, worth of computer games prior to Steam existing. Same. From, A, the fact that, like, nobody puts a disk drive in a computer anymore. Or disks go no bad. B, disks are a shitty medium. Like, yeah. Um, or just compatibility over the years, even. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's Same with consoles, you know? Like, as soon as they revise the ps3 and they're like there's like no backwards compatibility anymore we were like all right well shit well i already sold my ps2 fuck you assholes like right like there's a reason that like being able to go back and play the super nintendo games on the switch and like the older nintendo consoles like that's a big deal the problem Uh, is they charge you for them again what's but i don't know how well that'll work on the pc like that happens to some extent, especially with stuff like GOG and all that. Um, but I think Steam goes offline. The first thing everyone's going to do is take whatever installed shit that they have, and you're just going to have hundreds, if not thousands, of people uh, making them easily piratable. Yeah. So, eh, it's fine. But, yes, but there, there's a lot of users that are just like, Oh, I lost all my games. I guess I use the Epic Store now. Like that's how Epic wins, right? Like, yeah, I'm which not is why you will be, but I'm, which I'm is why you're gonna, you'll definitely have some people that'll buy the games over. I mean, look, Steam's still around, and I have almost every copy of Skyrim. So I mean, yeah, uh, and I'm again, I'm not saying Steam is going anywhere. Just a what if scenario sort of thing. Just like what if the fucking air became toxic all of a sudden, and you. You know, everything shuts down zombie apocalypse style. You know, it's a similar exercise in like theory crafting. Um, totally random, but I think we, we actually skipped a game. I already closed my list. Uh, which one? Like Elden something or. Oh yeah. So we, we need to talk about Elden ring, but we kind of did because it's basically a dark souls game. Yeah. But it's also. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, they made a Dark Souls Sekiro game. Um, It plays really similar to Sekiro as far as combat, and it looks really similar to Dark Souls. And I'll tell you what, I have not seen a game look that muddy and brown and boring since Gears of War. Fair. Like... I thought Elden Ring was going to be like this cool Skyrim-esque like RPG adventure game. And I was so disappointed when I learned that it's a fucking Dark Souls 
clone. Well, and I, I know this will this not only be an unpopular opinion, but probably one with you too. But as soon as I realized or heard that our George R. R. Martin was involved, I was like, "Oh, this is probably uh, going to be boring," and it looks really boring. I'm not going to lie. I anytime you put like a writer in collaboration with a video game, I'm immediately out <laughs> because there's a big difference between a fucking book and a video game or a book and a movie. There's oh, that's a reason true. video game, like movie video game adaptations are bad as well as books turned into movies are typically bad. I usually don't like any of the writers that they put on most of these games, but <laughs> like I never liked uh Salvatore. Salvatore. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we're going to go with that. Salvatore. Salvatore? Okay. All right, Salvatore. Um, yeah. I, I, I was never a fan of, of uh, any of their books either, but like that was one of the biggest reasons I didn't get into some of the earlier RPGs is because he got heavily invested in those, and I was like... I, I feel like writers get I way too I feel like you shouldn't be into... excited about the D&D games, though, because you can literally play as Drist, which, fuck that name. Yeah, that name is stupid. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's one thing when you've just got people that are making a game and they're like, let's add a little bit of like story and lore and wouldn't this be cool? Because I'm a fucking nerd. And then you've got other people that are coming in and going, we have to find ways in which people can read about the very intricate history, both politically and regionally, for the past 10,000 years in this particular village on this hill that you're going to spend about five... No, no, stop, stop. It's too much fucking dialogue, too much reading. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciate they're consulting someone about the source material, but like, make it just that. Don't be like, I expect them to write me a novel. And I understand yeah. they're like, they're going to charge us $10,000 or $100,000 to consult on this project. Let's get our money's worth. And they never stop to think like, what's the best way to get our money's worth? It's not but, have them write a novel. Well, no, actually it is have them write a novel literally well, and just do have that. Them write a novel and release that simultaneously with your game and make them two separate things. Right. Like just base <laughs> your game loosely on that or pick a sub character. Yeah. Like, you know, the, I love the Dresden files books. And they made the uh, TV show that was like a 90s style detective procedural. And it was great, but it wasn't Dresden at all. Like the actor was good. The story was fine. Like it was a fun show to watch, but in no way was it like authentic Dresden. And people just were like, I don't care about your witchy bullshit and... I wasn't into Buffy, so I don't like this. And you're about 10 years too late. So this is getting half a season and canceled. Um, and I feel like that happens with a lot of games, but they can't just cancel it. It, You know, like we talked about, they invest so much money. They're like, well, do we cancel it or do we double down and double the marketing budget? And it's almost always double the marketing budget. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's, I feel like that's what happened with Elden Ring where they were, they're like five years too late on their, or they're at least two years too late. Like Sekiro came out, 
Jedi Outcast or whatever the fucking game is called with uh, the guy from Shameless. Yeah. Like, there's been a ton of those games. Neo 1 and 2, Sekiro, uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, whatever the most current one is. Like, they've made those games. Those games so, exist. So far this year, it seems like it's shaping up to be a throwaway year with all these other games that should have been released forever ago and only just finally got done. Yeah, uh, like, they realized when they had to close for Corona, like, we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Like, we we got to downsize. Whatever you guys are about done with, like, fucking release it and get out. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's call it done, guys. We're We're about there. It's good enough. We've got 80%. And like we got the the Mass Effect reboot, which is literally just we upscaled the graphics and you know redid a couple of things here and there that somebody probably did as a passion project anyway, and we're stealing it. Like I just love how they were like Mass Effect one, yay, two, yay, three, yay, Andromeda. Uh, wish we hadn't. Never mind. One through three again. Yeah. Yeah, I love how they <laughs> left those out and they're like, oh, but they're pretty recent. And it's like, yeah, but they're still bad. Um, but no, I mean I, I think the people that are really into like Dark Souls and Demon Souls are super stoked about Elden Ring. Um I think everybody else was just like expecting so much more. I I think we just got shafted on what Elden Ring is in general. And people are just like, oh, why? I really didn't remember it, so it's totally fine. I do, while we were talking about uh, authors in games, though, um, there's one game that has had the very opposite effect with me, which is Disco Elysium. So I'm still yeah. playing through that right now, and I really like it. And that was really, like, a writer, I think, trying to write a book, and then was like, someone was like, you know what, that'd be better as a video game. And he was like, fine. Right. Let um, people make choices and shit. Yeah, and turns out, like, I really like the way that game is told, and the story and the dialogue. Like, that's a very engaging game, to the point where that's the first game that I've played where I looked up who wrote the game to see if he had any other novels because I wanted to read them. That's cool. Uh, which he does have another uh, novel, but he is Estonian and we haven't got an English t- a translation for it yet. Hmm. But it's supposed to be out Sounds this year. Sounds like The Witcher. It, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the, trans- the English translation is supposed to be out this year. Um, it's supposed to be out already. And there hasn't really been an update, uh, but it's called the, the Rona. it's called the uh, Sacred and Terrible Air by Robert Kurbitz. So nice. hopefully that'll be out soon. That's a dope name, Kurbitz. Kurbitz. Kurbitz the frog here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Big fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what they showed at the uh, Summer Games Fest. Um, like, if I had to pick one thing that I think I'll probably have a good time playing that's not, like, super far out. Because, like, I would pick Payday 3 because I think if you just made Payday 2 but updated it, it's fun. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one thing, it would either be probably, like, Two Point Campus or Tiny Tina's. Because I think that's going to be fun. 
and like Jurassic World is like obviously cool for my kid. Um but like I I feel like I want Tiny Tina to be good because I really miss Good Borderlands. Like it, it's I... my it's my dumb hopeful choice. I mean, I I have a feeling that the Tiny Tina game that that game doesn't really excite me at all. I think it's going to be bad. I just don't want it to be. But it's going to be. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be at least fun. Um, I'm excited about Sable. Uh, God, there's so many of these where I'm just like, fuck, I don't care. Payday three for sure. I mean, Back for Blood will be a good time with, like, you and Andrew. Back for Blood will be good. Endless Dungeon will be good. Dark Alliance looks like it might be fun. Um, the Evil Dead game. Maybe. Maybe. That's a hard... That, I feel like that's your, like, Borderlands. Like, with me, like, I hope the Tiny Tina is good. I feel like Evil Dead is like, I hope it's good. Actually, I actually don't want it to be that good. Um, cause I hate going between games. Like I'm fine with just playing dead by daylight, but like, whatever, I have hopes that it, it'll be decent and I'll probably end up playing it for a while. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, there's nothing wrong with having diversity. Cause like maybe you have a few bad rounds and dead by daylight and you're like, I need a break, but I don't want a break. So you go play this other game that's similar. Yeah. So what, so, okay. What are we getting? We don't get anything today, do we? Um, not really. Oh, no. We get Ubisoft and Devolver Digital. Oh, you mean for E3? Yeah. Yeah, and I, so, oh, God, I can't talk about it, but I, I know some stuff. I I was part of a super tight NDA thing um, that I'm really hoping I can talk about after E3. Um. And it's something that people know about, but like I got to try it and I, I want to talk about it, especially with you. Um, so you, Ubisoft, if you're listening, I was a good boy and I did not tell my friend about the thing with the NDA. Um, despite the fact that I know he would not go and tell anybody. Um, and also knowing that there's something that I don't know drives me endlessly insane. But, <laughs> It, and like the honestly, what bothers me more than like talking about the game is like I had an interaction with like customer service over it that was like ridiculous, and like it's something I I want to send like an email to somebody that's working on this game and let them know that it happened, but I don't have a point of contact, um, because it was really shitty. Like I I basically like okay. So let's say you're beta testing Half-Life 3. Okay. And they're like, hey, go to this website and give us your feedback. And you try to because you you tried the game out and you want to give them your feedback. So you go to the website and it won't let you in because it says you don't have permission. But obviously do because you played the game and have feedback. So you contact support. And they're like, hey, it doesn't matter. We're not going to fix it because the testing is over. 
that doesn't mean that my feedback is not valid. But your your customer service thing. department is saying, hey, it doesn't matter because this test is over. So you don't have an opinion anymore. Like, yeah, that's that's kind of shitty. Yeah, and like I, I tried to honestly, I went out of my way and contacted support and was like, hey, I want to give my feedback, but I can't. And their response was, eh, it's over anyway. We don't need it. So like that was my, that was my big uh, early access experience to a game where I was just like, yeah, I could experience your game but it's not of any benefit to you, which was the whole point of this. So hopefully somebody at Ubisoft is listening and they're like, Oh well, God, what happened? How do we fix this? Um, <laughs> please, please tell more. But like, um, yeah, I, I hope we get more at E3. I, I really do. Um, I don't have well, so we hopes. Get- so we've got, uh, well, I mean, there is one day that Sunday I'm really excited about because like tomorrow we got Ubisoft and Devolver Digital and like, yeah, I'm sure they've got something. I don't know. I'll see it when I see it. Uh, but Sunday is when they've got Xbox and Bethesda and Square and then a showcase for Back for Blood. And I literally want to see every bit of all of those. I don't really give a shit about Xbox in general, but I do want to see the Bethesda game showcase. I think, um, I think, and I want to see what they're working on with the Final Fantasy stuff. Like, if we're going to hear about Final Fantasy on a fucking PC, <laughs> I'm I, hoping it's going to be here. I think we get some information on Starfield, like what it is. Yes, that's the other thing or, we're hoping for. Or we get an update that says, hey, the pandemic hit us really hard. It's going to be another year before you hear about this game. There's a 50 50 chance. It's one or the other. I, I can't argue with that. Fuck you. Stop putting that shit out into the universe. I mean, <laughs> it's already out there. Like, people are talking about it. Like, there's... That's I, because I Bethesda really is a upset. meme until they're not. Like, <laughs> So, like, I got pretty upset with uh, GameSpot, which is not uncommon. They keep putting out these fucking videos that are, like, five things that we hope to see in starfield but they make the thumbnail really shitty so it looks like it reads five things we learned about starfield yeah yeah i had the same problem and i'm like first of all fuck you second of all i'm never going to your website again because you obviously don't give a fat shit about integrity like nothing i read from you is trustworthy anymore because they're just trying to make a buck on those click throughs. Yeah. And like I would much rather visit your site every day regardless of the headlines. If you're honest with me and like hey, this is a big deal when it's a big deal and if you were like hey, no problem, I I patted her on the back and it's fine. You know, versus oh god, it's all burning down. I can't touch anything. There's an infection. Don't touch your face. Um, Like, people are just... 
they're incapable of hitting a middle ground at this point. It's either the end of the world for games or it's the best thing in the world for games. Um, and like, Jesus Christ, Fortnite is still going. Yeah, I know. I I don't know why anyone... I, I don't know why anyone was playing that game in the first place, but I definitely don't know why that game is still around like other they, than free. They put Rick and Morty in that game now. Great. Also, how is that just happening? I don't know. They've been trying to shove Rick and Morty in, like, as little cameos into things for games for a while now. Like, I remember they tried to do a Rick and Morty thing with Fallout 76. And I don't really think anyone cared about that either. I mean... Like, they keep trying to put Rick and Morty in, like, the weirdest places where, like, their community is just like, yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. You're trying to use the popularity of the show to, like, sell this product. Great. Like... <laughs> I I really hate when companies try to sell a product based on the popularity of another product. Yeah. They're like, this one's great, but if you've only got half the money, get this one. And it's like, okay, so you're obviously telling people to buy the expensive one. But I well, guess I, if you're going to be cheap, this one's okay. I guess I never liked it even as a kid in anything. And they always really try to psych things up as being these big collaborations. And really, it's not even collaborations. It's just like... Licensing deals. Yeah, it's just like, oh, we have this cereal, but... We made it. We're doing it in collaboration with this artist that's really popular right now. And you know what? I'm way more excited. Put them on a box, and I'm like, I'm way more excited to buy a breakfast cereal about a video game than to do like a commercial. Like, if all I got to do is eat some fucking Captain Crunch, and the captain's fucking Alistair from Assassin's Creed, great. Like. Yes, the kid cereal in, and pay me. The kid inside of me is fine as long as it's a cartoon character. Just I don't need it. It's like when you get. I mean, maybe it's just me because I don't give a fuck about sports. But when they throw like random basketball or football players or whatever on the like cereal boxes, and I'm like, what did any of this have to do with cereal? I don't. Like at least when I bought Lucio's, they were trying to be like, well, like okay, so that shit. I understand. I it's it's like a throwback. So like. My grandma was watching The View when I was at the hospital visiting her. And Bruce Jenner was on TV. And my grandma's like, is that a man? And I'm like, yeah, that's a man that used to be a woman named, uh, or it's a woman named a man. Gosh, I can't talk. The way it's, around. it's a woman that used to be a man named Bruce Jenner who was on the Wheaties box because he was an Olympian. She's like, oh, I remember that. I bought a bunch of those boxes of Wheaties for my kids. And I'm like, well, it's a ma- it's a woman now. Like, that's Caitlyn Jenner. And she's like, oh, well, good for them. But it's just like the advertising is over the top. Like, I don't understand why I was getting Caitlyn Jenner ads. Um while I'm sitting there with my 80 or 75 year old grandma, 78 year old grandma. And I'm like, why is the TV giving us five minute ads? First of all, five minutes is way too long for ads. Um, and second, 
like why is this even here what does this have to do with the hospital like also i should mention i got serious like fallout vibes from that hospital how so it just it it had that feel of like emptiness you know when you walk around like a building and fallout that wasn't like destroyed or bombed out or anything and yeah. it's just kind of pristine but it's obviously issues around that's how my last two days feel because it feels like everything is just all over the place and then finally it's just like the world is exploding and nothing makes sense um but yeah i i don't right. i don't understand why why we're putting so much stock into advertising for video games when all they need to do is show gameplay on Twitch or YouTube because that's what's going to decide for people. Like, well, we there's a bunch of different things. The, we have access to the internet. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a bunch of different things you could do. Like, I mean, you've had the companies, I mean, more or less Valorant was just like, we're going to give it to some big Twitch streamers and they'll just kind of filter it out into the masses. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. Or like you said, like put it on Twitch or YouTube or fuck man. Like you don't really need to do that much. The I, problem I feel is, like advertising it, it, it all for comes games back, is not hard. It all comes back to the whole thing where we talked about like people don't want to do their job. Like when you go and you, you know, tie your saltwater fly and you got to add glue when you put the eyes on so it doesn't move when you're tying the rest of the stuff on. But you forget and you try to fan yourself and now you got a sticky face. It's uncomfortable. And people are just like, well, I guess you should have had a smaller table. And it's like, I guess you should have had a smaller family. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think video game releases are becoming more and more reliant on media. And like having a big release event is more important than having a bunch of people buy your thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know a lot of these companies are trying to make their money back. And a lot of them are trying to make a lot of money off of an idea that's already been done. And I don't know why people think that people literally are just looking at stuff and being like, oh, well, this game made X millions of dollars, so if we make that thing, we'll also make X millions of dollars. And it's like, no. You'll make less than that. Probably substantially so. You will lose that much money. <laughs> you will lose money. Um, and I feel like after we've been doing this for several decades now, still no investor or company seems to be learning that lesson, or like the majority of them don't. No. Um... That's why I don't understand, like, it's like this year, why are we getting so many games that are just copies of games we've had for, like, a fucking while? Like, why are we getting games that are copies of things we had that were barely indie games back in 2007? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, we need to do a Final Fantasy podcast. 
Uh, I'm down for Final Fantasy I, I podcast wanna, whenever. I want to schedule that like two weeks out. I want to give us both time to like read up, play the games, do whatever. Um, but I want to talk about 14. I want to talk about classes and races and like I I was going to change my race and then I realized you can't wear headgear with certain races. Um so yeah, there's a lot I want to talk about in that game. So Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I I mean, do you want to just talk just about 14 or do you want to talk about Final Fantasy in general? I feel like that could be two episodes. Like we we'll have to discuss this more. That's fine because I'm I'm playing Final Fantasy IX for the first time, so I'm going to want to talk about that eventually. Yeah, like I I've played all the Final Fantasy games, and my memory's not the best on all of them. Um, but I feel like fourteen is a thing all of its own, and then the other Final Fantasies, like I could talk about most of them for a couple of hours each. Same. But I I feel like that's really overkill. And I could totally talk about like eras of Final Fantasy in a single episode. Right on. All right, yeah. Well, we'll definitely have to make up a thing. All right, man. Well, uh, let's call it a night, and we'll do this again soon. Yep. Have a have a week. All right, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>